North Dakota High School Playoff Football featuring the Lisbon Broncos on Thunder 1061. And it's brought to you by Remax Advantage, North Dakota Rural Voters, District 26 Democrats, John Hokana, Jim Dodsonrod, Alan Peterson, Edward Jones Oaks, Economy Propane Oaks, Dickey Rural Networks, Nick Storhog CPA, Stock Growers Bank Lisbon, Sanford Health, Lisbon Body Shop, Lisbon Football brought to you by Olson Accounting, Bronco Athletic Boosters, Bank North, Essentia Health, Hefty Seed, RDO Equipment, Extreme Clean Car Wash, Riverside Building Center, Plains Grain and Agronomy of Lisbon, Enderlin, Marion, Sheldon, and Mott, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Walt Johnson, your agent, Welton Tire Service, Crossroads Electric, Lisbon Football brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Abuse Resource Network, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Dr. Ryan Dahl Dentistry, Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic, and Dr. Jody Sadness Rager. Now let's head to the field with the call of today's game, Eric Johnson. Well, thank you very much, Evan Carlson. And uh, boy, it is nice to be back in the uh, city of Lisbon broadcasting a sports event. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been uh, last year. Of course, uh, if you're not familiar, the Lisbon Broncos, the number two seed in this year's North Dakota Class A uh, playoffs, have actually been quarantined for the last two weeks. And, uh, well, they're going to be uh, tested here a little bit uh, early on, I think. Uh, again, the team, uh, as we mentioned, quarantined, but also really didn't have a chance to practice until the last two days. And full practice with everybody back yesterday. And, of course, over the past week, there was also a, a bit of a snowstorm that happened in Lisbon. So the folks here had to plow off the field uh, Thursday night. And I know, uh, Coach, we're going to talk to him, Joe Gerding, for the Lisbon Broncos coming up in uh, just a moment here. But uh, they went out and uh, painted some numbers before that snowstorm and uh, a little bit nervous with the plows when they had to come out here and trying to scrape some of this stuff off uh, maybe taking the lines and the paint off but uh, really to me the uh, field looks to be in excellent shape I uh, don't really see anybody slipping and sliding yet but as the game goes along and we've got melting conditions here still temperatures are in the 20s this afternoon but uh, we are seeing some uh, snow melting and coming off the roof here because of the strong sun and if you can get some color behind that uh, snow definitely melts it well it is playoff football and the opponent the first round opponent is going to be the number four seed from region two that is going to be Harvey Wells County the Hornets and I'm going to be referring to them as the Hornets it's quite a bit this uh, game and broadcast here this afternoon. The Hornets, uh, again, with that uh, number four seed, uh, they have a 500 season going on. Their hands are going to be full, and uh, they are going to have to deal with the rushing attack of the Broncos. Very prolific rushing attack. The Hornets uh, in this matchup come in with an overall mark of four and four. They played their full eight games and had a section record of three and three. They did get a couple of wins in their very last two opponents. Uh, don't follow Region 2, so I can't tell you how big of wins these were, but uh, West Hope, Newburgh, and Glenburn, uh, the trifecta there was the last victim of the Hornets. Uh, the Hornets winning that game back on October 16th by a score of 58-26, to 26, and the Hornets uh, actually did have an off week. Uh, they uh, did not play football uh, previously to that uh, since October 2nd, but their last game there, uh, Park River, Fordville, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln winning that game 53-12. to 12. So there is the setup. It is going to be the Broncos versus the Hornets this afternoon. Our pregame show is brought to you as a service by Essentia. We thank you uh, to the folks at Essentia for sending us over here and being a proud sponsor of what we're doing here for the uh, playoffs. Of course, Essentia 
uh, caring for you like nowhere else. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll hear from Coach Gerding. He'll talk about what they've been up to during the last several days as they've been off for about two weeks. You're listening to live coverage of Lisbon Broncos football on Thunder Country 1061 and also stream live at NewsDakota.com. Remax Advantage and owner Wes Well is your trusted Remax agent in Lisbon. Licensed broker for over 30 years and experienced in farmland, commercial, and residential real estate as well as business brokerage. Wes Well and Remax Advantage are here for all of your buying and selling needs. Call today 701-683-7629 and for more information and a view a full list of properties visit AdvantageDakota.com on the web and be sure to like them on Facebook. Every office is individually owned and operated. Economy Propane in Oaks is your locally owned propane provider. You can count on them for all of your propane needs. Whether it's for your residential or farming operation, they can do it all. Economy Propane is a proud supporter of the North Dakota football playoffs and wish the Oaks Tornadoes, Lamore Little Marion Lobos, and Lisbon Broncos the best of luck. For all of your propane needs, give Economy Propane in Oaks a call today, 742-3135. That's 742-3135. DRN ReadyTech would like to wish all student-athletes best of luck this season. As a company who works together to keep our customers connected to the world, our team of experts know the importance of teamwork. From gig internet service and security systems to computer repair, our team must pull together every day to keep our customers connected. Trust your local team of technology solutions experts and visit drnreadytech.coop to find your winning solution. comes to your tax and accounting, work with your everyday CPA Nick Storhog in Lisbon. They have the qualified and experienced staff that you're looking for, along with four preparers with many years of experience. Nick Storhog has creative and innovative solutions to all your accounting. Just call today at 683-5303. Get the most from your accounting dollars at Nick Storhog CPA in Lisbon, located in the Subway Building on Main. We are back on the pregame show, and we finally, it's been a couple of weeks, but we finally get to visit with our friend, uh, the head coach of the Lisbon Broncos, Joe Gerding. And Joe, I think most everybody knows Lisbon has been uh, kind of in a, a quarantine situation uh, just because of prior teams uh, that you guys may have played. And uh, so what's it been like for you uh, kind of just sitting idle for the last two weeks? Uh, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, it's something that I've never had to deal with as a coach, and you know, it was tough having basically two weeks where you didn't see the boys, you didn't really have much contact with them. You know, the only thing we were able to do was Zoom. And, you know, we sit in a big, huge Zoom meeting with all of us and just talk about what we're doing to stay active and everything. And, um, you know, watch we're watching Harvey film in our Zoom meeting and, you know, just trying to talk through things that we see. And, I mean, it was, it was a unique experience. So... When you don't get to see your players on a day, daily basis for that long, are you are you giving them things to do like, hey, go jog around the neighborhood ten times or or three hundred push-ups? Are they are they doing physical activity on their own just to try and stay in shape? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the kids were really good about it. You know, understanding that you know they wanted to stay where they were pretty much with their physical endurance and stamina and everything. And you know, uh, we, our, our kids it was pretty comical. I mean, we had. You know, we're, we're an agricultural community, and our kids were, they were pretty resourceful. And I saw workouts with logs, and I saw workouts with buckets full of stuff and tractor tires and all kinds of things. So, I mean, our, our kids did a great job with that. 
Well, if there's any silver lining in this whole thing compared to last year, I mean, obviously you were a very physical team last year. You are this year. But having the break here, you've got to have uh, some kids that maybe had some bumps and bruises. they got to be feeling pretty good and raring to go for tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, losing the last two games and not being able to play in those and get those reps and all that and then losing the practice time. But, I mean, it was kind of a blessing in disguise with, you know, some of our kids in key positions really – basically getting back to, you know, I had a couple of kids tell me, like, I haven't felt this good since we played Castleton. Which is the first game of the year, so it's been a while. (laughs) Uh, What's the practice been like? Obviously, you're only going to get two, uh, you know, Thursday and Friday, and Friday really is the the full go uh, day. Uh, What's it been like? Do you try and cram a bunch of stuff in, or do you just kind of go, hey, you know, we're one day before, we kind of go with the mode we normally go with the day before? Yeah, you know, it was unique. We were looking at, uh, you know, really ramping it up on Thursday and, you know, with who we had available and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mother Nature decided differently upon that, too, with, you know, getting six inches of snow on top of the four inches that we got earlier this week. So um, Thursday was Thursday was unique, you know, out in that big snowstorm. And, you know, it, it was actually pretty fun. Like, those are, you know, those are the types of practices that kids will remember just because, you know, they I mean, they fully embraced it. We had kids diving in snow piles and, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they had a whole lot of fun with that. But today we were able to, uh, or on Friday, we were able to get the field cleared out and uh, the, a little bit of the practice field, and we were able to, you know, get up to that game speed and do it and whatnot. But we just didn't have a whole lot of contact on Friday, but, I mean, we went at that game speed. Let's talk about Harvey Wells County. Now, this is a Region 2. We're into the tournament, so we're merging Region 1, Region 2, top four teams each side. You're playing four uh, on the Region 2 side. So what do you know about Harvey Wells County? Uh, Harvey Wells County is, uh, you know, they're a good football team. They, you know, they've got some very good athletes in their skill positions, and, uh, you know, they do they do quite a few different things to, you know, get those kids the ball and try to get them the ball in space and, you know, one thing that's kind of been unique is I've watched, you know, their season progress and, you know, going back on Huddle and watching all their film is, you know, they've, they've in the past they've shown that they, you know, want to kind of be more of a spread team in their three-by-one and their two-by-two formations. And, you know, now their, their last two games against uh, West Hope and Park River, they've gotten into a lot more two-back sets and, you know, kind of lined up in I-Pro and, you know, tried to hit you with toss and trap and power and, all that so um you know they're they can do a little bit of everything and they've they've got some athletes so i mean we just one thing that's you know been really helpful for us is a lot of the formations that they're running are the same formations that we've seen the last two weeks against the last two weeks we played against oaks and thompson right so it wasn't like a lot of new stuff that we had to prepare for and a lot of different checks and things so we were able to kind of just go with our game plan from back then are they a big football team Numbers-wise or size-wise? Just size-wise, you know, big line, uh, not so much. Size-wise, they, you know, they've, they've got some linemen. Um, we're, we're definitely going to have the size advantage up front. I guess last question I'll ask you about, because you brought up the, the snow factor here, is what is the field going to be like on this Saturday? Uh, the, field, the field should be good, uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, just the cold temperatures. You know, game time, I think they're thinking around 23, 24 degrees. So, I mean, that's just going to be the biggest issue is the cold. 
Again, that was our interview. We actually taped that on uh, Friday, so you hear the reference to the uh, practices, which, uh, again, as we kind of went through the Thursday practice, they had two practices, the Lisbon Broncos this week, Thursday and Friday, as they're in quarantine uh, before that. Thursday, uh, almost all the players are there. Friday was their first full practice together. But, again, that didn't mean that they didn't spend a lot of time just communicating with each other, trying to get ready for this game. Uh, they're going to be lining up for the playing of the National Anthem right now, so we are going to take a quick break in our a pregame show. We'll be back with more. The lineups are coming up next on Thunder Country 1061 FM. I'm Andrew Delabar, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of the Lisbon Broncos on Thunder Country. Call 701-742-3552 or stop by my office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Stock Growers Bank is proud to be your locally owned hometown bank and a proud supporter of the Lisbon Broncos. They have been serving the area since 1900. From a simple checking account to a home loan and everything in between, they offer it all. Stop into one of their locations, Lisbon, Foreman, Rutland, Gwinner, Napoleon, and Milner today. Best wishes to all Lisbon Bronco athletes for a safe and successful season from the staff at Stock Growers Bank. Call their Lisbon location at 683-5000. Staying on top of your health is important for every single aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit SanfordHealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season. The Lisbon Body Shop has been the area's premier auto body shop for over 40 years. Their goal is to get you back on the road as soon as possible. Whether you need collision and auto body repair, windshield replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, U-Haul rentals, towing, restoration, or you're locked out of your vehicle, call the Lisbon Shop. Open 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday at 701-683-4462. That's the Lisbon Shop. Check out their website, LisbonBodyShop.com, and like them on Facebook. Well, we are just about uh, set for the opening lineups for these two teams. Again, uh, pretty much uh, the two weeks, uh, you know, it was difficult for the Broncos not to be able to practice and maybe do some of the things that they normally do. But uh, any saving grace, I guess, would be is the fact uh, that now they're completely healthy. And uh, the backfield, which usually carries the ball quite a bit, I'll be honest, had actually been spared a bit uh, this year anyway because a lot of the games that the Broncos have played this year, except maybe one or two, have been over by halftime. So Sowers and Schultz generally did not play a lot in the second half. And uh, so they're really rested and ready to go. And I I would tell you this, opponents in the North Dakota class, they should be a bit nervous. Let's get the opening lineups right now from... uh, PA announcer Kim Mark for the Lisbon Broncos. Starting another tackle, junior number 56, Nick DeSenko. Starting at nose guard, senior number 70, Ethan Arnold. Starting at linebacker, senior number 29, Jackson Fike. Starting at linebacker, senior number 32, Jeff Schmitz. Starting at linebacker, junior number 4, Isaac Freeze. At linebacker, junior number 20, Carson Mertz. 
At cornerback, senior, number two, Ethan Nitz. At cornerback, junior, number three, Madden Thorson. At free safety, junior, number 11, Alex Erickson. At safety, sophomore, number one, Gabe Elmaris. And the Hornets are coached by Brett Doctor and assisted by Andrew St. Vincent. Casey Weinman, Scott Rock. So there you go, the introduction of the visitors, the Harvey Wells County Hornets. They're pulling in, of course, from a few towns around the Harvey area. And uh, by the looks of uh, some of the players up there, they do have some good size on this team, just not a lot of it. And we're going to get the introduction right now. We're going to flip right back over to uh, Kim Mark and get the lineup for the Lisbon Broncos. At junior, guard number 56, Caleb Olson. At guard, senior, number 52, Jaden Schmidt. At tackle, sophomore, number 75, Grant Lyons. At tackle, senior, number 62, Granger Dick. At tight end, senior, number one, Avery Dick. At wide receiver, sophomore, number five, Bowden Greenlee. At wide receiver, senior, number eight, Simon Smeum. At fullback, senior number seven, Kobe Rasmussen. At running back, senior number two, Jordan Sowers. And the quarterback for the Broncos, senior number 12, Hunter Schultz. The Broncos are coached by Joe Girding and assisted by Kevin McCleary, Mark Moss, Brady Matheny, and Jason Kunze. So there you go, the opening introduction for the Lisbon Broncos. Only missing one today, a lineman. And, uh, of course, uh, he's going to be replaced by Granger Dick, I believe, on that line. It's number 55, Robert Adam, not here today. So the uh, coaches getting their last words in, and uh, Joe Gerding, of course, here on the sideline, holding his fist up in the air, trying to get his team out here and get them set, get them pumped up. I'm sure the uh, Broncos, who are a team that is expected to go fairly deep in the uh, playoffs this year, no doubt about it, that kind of a setup here. It was big news when the Broncos, even though they had not played over the last couple of weeks, they did get the number two seed in Class A. Some were thinking that maybe Velva would uh, get that. And what that means is either number one or number two, that those two particular teams have home field advantage throughout the playoffs until they get to the Dome. So that means this year the Lisbon Broncos would not have to travel up to play Langdon before reaching the Dome. Broncos are going to get the football first, and it's going to be just a short squib kick. It's fielded about the 30-yard line. Sven will get it, bring it here to the near side up to about. And he'll be out of bounds at about the 38, 39-yard line. So the Broncos starting in pretty good field position, and I don't expect anything to change here. And talking to Coach, uh, we're expecting the Broncos offensively to run the football quite a bit. They have tried to, you know, diversify their offense, I think, a little bit more this year than what they were last year, just maybe not so much because of the regular season, but to get to the postseason because you're going to run into some better teams with more athletes, and sometimes you're just not going to be able to be one-dimensional. Now, Tripp's in the backfield, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper. It'll be Schultz coming here to the near side of the 40 to the 45, 50. Down the sideline he goes. He's going to go for the touchdown in the very first play of the game all the way down, and he touches the end zone. 11.44 remaining here in the first quarter, and it is a 62-yard touchdown run right out of the get-go. Boy, I didn't even get my pen and everything in front of me here. 11.44, 16 seconds in. 
How about that for a punch in the mouth? Trips in the backfield. Quarterback keeper Hunter Schultz goes down the right sideline. And just like that, boy, you have got to be ready to, uh, even for the broadcasters, you've got to be ready to go as it's already 6 nothing. And I'm sure for the Hornets, they're just saying, what, what, <laughs> what happened? But a sweep here to the near side that was well blocked, and really Hunter Schultz was never touched. Now it's going to be Sowers up the middle, easily getting into the end zone, and it's 8 to nothing, 16 seconds into this game. Wow, the Hornets have been stung here early on. What a great start for the team. And, uh, boy, you can't get much better than that. We're going to take a quick break, kick off to the Hornets, coming up next on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon High School athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics. Well, we are back. The uh, kickoff coming up momentarily, and my goodness, uh, 62-yard TD run, first play of the game. Hunter Schultz sweeps here to the near side. Normally a two-man backfield, although recently we have seen the extra back Rasmussen in the backfield, and uh, that paid dividends that time. Now a line drive kick that was fielded by an up back deflected to another player, and it's going to be downed at the 34-yard line. Gabe Almaris, the sophomore return man, 165 pounds, is the one that fell on top of the football. He's not the original one that touched it. actually deflected off one of the upbacks and came to him. Well, decent field position here. Actually, you could say good field position for the Hornets. And just like that, we're going to see what uh, the quarterback Freeze and others, Mertz and Fike in the backfield, are going to be able to do. And we had an extra player in the huddle. A 12th man, I guess, ran up the field, and they're going to uh, throw a penalty flag here. That's not a good start to have 12 men on the field to start your very first play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Extra comments in the broadcast booth here. <laughs> Too many men on the field, that'll back it up five yards. Well, I guess you could say that uh, maybe the Hornets looking at the fact, well, it might be tough to beat them with 11, let's go with 12. So wide receivers to either side. We'll see a lot of three and uh, two wide receiver sets. Quarterback running for his life, and he's going to be sacked in the backfield. Back to the 25-yard line. Freeze is brought down. Granger Dick, one of those, getting through. There was a couple of different defenders, and, boy, not a good start here for the Hornets. Too many men on the field before they got their first playoff. They finally run their first play, and they take a sack of about 10 yards. Well, actually, five yards after the penalty. So now it is second down and 19, 11.09 remaining here in the first quarter. Wide receivers, either side, flanker on that right side. Pitch comes here to the near side and met right at the line of scrimmage is Thorson. Thorson maybe got a yard or two. He'll get it on to about the 26-yard line. Well, so far, so good here for the Broncos. 
again, we just weren't sure, and it's still early on, we just weren't sure how they were going to respond to not being able to practice for a week and a half. But so far, looking pretty sharp. Four wide receivers out, trips to the right, freeze in the pistol. He'll roll to his right, pressure is coming, throws it out into the flat and throws it in between all three wide receivers. Pass incomplete. That was not a good throw. And that'll make it fourth down at about 18. Punter is already on the field here for the Hornets, so the Broncos are going to get it right back. Only about a minute ran off the clock there, and the Broncos are going to have their second offensive possession less than two minutes into the first quarter. We'll see what happens here, but uh, the Hornets better get righted here quickly or this is going to get ugly fast. Here comes the punt, low-line drive kick. It almost hits the defender in the back, bounces to the 45, to the 42. Sowers does the smart thing and stays away from it. More of a rugby-style kick. It's 8-0 on a check of our scoreboard here. The Broncos scoring in the first play of the game and get the ball back with 10-11 remaining here in the first quarter. We'll take a break. Back with more in just a moment on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. Are your soybeans salt includers? At Hefty Seed Company, we have excluders. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty. If you're considering Enlist Soybeans, here's another reason to go for it. The chloride excluder gene. When regular soybeans take in chloride, it moves right to the newest growth at the top of the plant. We've all seen it. It causes yellowing, stunting, and reduced yields. Excluders contain a gene that contains the chloride in the roots, resulting in better performance. The excluders in our Enlist lineup are great, but supplies are limited and we expect to sell out fast. Contact your local hefty agronomist today. Well, the mistakes continue here as the Broncos lined up for their first snap in the second possession. A linebacker jumps across to Senko and is going to be called for encroachment. So it'll make it first down and five for the Broncos before they run a snap. Already three mistakes here for the Hornets, and again, we're just less than two minutes into this game. Wide receiver here to the near side, flanker to this side, two in the backfield. Rasmussen is also there, but more in a blocking set. Now Sauer is looking to throw. He normally doesn't throw, throws it down the sideline and gets it to Svam. They're going to call it incomplete as he dove out of bounds. Boy, he was very close to getting that in. I think he wants it, but the referees, unfortunately, they don't have the ability of doing instant replay. But that was a new wrinkle. I do believe that is Sauer's first pass attempt. And he threw a pretty darn good ball down the field, about 25, 30 yards down there. Boy, if that would have connected, that would have been another sock right in the nose. That would have put him down to about the 20-yard line. But as it is, second down and five. And again, we're hearing it in the press box here, too. I think instant replay, if it was available in high school football, might have changed that call. But direct snap going to Sowers, goes to his left, bounces back to his right. He just plows his way for the first down across the 50-yard line, down to the 48, maybe the 47. Move the chains. The Broncos have another first down. And that's going to be another lesson for the Hornets today. You have absolutely got to wrap up number two. You do anything beyond that. You're just going to bounce right off or he's going to throw you off. He had about three different tacklers hit him, and Sowers did not go down. Wide receiver here to the near side in Rasmussen. Two in the backfield. Handoff goes to Sowers. Jet straight ahead. Pickup of four. He'll be down at the 41-yard line of the Hornets. 
So it'll be good second down and six. Scoreboard in our playoffs brought to you as a service by Hefty Seed Company. They're your local seed and chemical dealer in the Lisbon area. For more information about next year's harvest or maybe some information this year, you can give them a call at 683-3044. Two in the backfield again. Man goes in motion. Greenlee He's going to take the pitch to the far side. Going to sweep the corner. He's got some room. Gets to the 40-yard line. Down the sideline to the 35. To the 30. Still in his feet. Finally wrestled backwards at the 28-yard line. Maybe the 29. Play was very slow in developing Schmidt on the tackle for the Hornets. But it is going to be another Broncos first down. I think a couple of Hornet players, defenders, were kind of thrown off on the delayed sweep or the delayed movement by Greenlee. Came from the near side, went to the far side, took the pitch. It was actually behind him. He stopped, righted himself, and then still had plenty of time to get around the corner on the far side of the field. And the pistol snap comes here to the near side. Actually changed that. It goes, ball is loose. Schultz had it, fumbled it at the 23, 24-yard line. And it might be a break for the Hornets. Who has the football? Haven't seen a signal yet, and it is going to be the Hornets getting the football. The fumble. fumble on the play, little misdirection. It would have been enough for the first down for the Broncos, but they put the ball down to the ground. With these cold conditions, you definitely have to hang on to that football. I don't know if, uh, I don't think they're heating the footballs here. Not that I can see. They've got one heater on the sideline. So that uh, those footballs might become hard and slippery. That's something that we're going to have to watch throughout the afternoon. So a bit of a breakdown for the Hornets. They'll run it on first down and a loss on the play. Carrying it is Mertz. Throwing back for a loss of probably two. It'll make it second down and 12. Trying to decipher the numbers on the scoreboard right now as the light of the sun is kind of making the bulbs not stand out very well. Looks like 817, actually down to 8.03 now in the first quarter. Broncos up 8 to nothing. You're listening to high school playoff football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM, the home of the Broncos. Freeze now throws it short. It is complete. Too much room given to the receiver. He's going to fall ahead for the first down. Gets out to the 35-yard line. The pass was complete to Thorson. It was more just of a zone defense. They let Thorson kind of just settle down in between a couple of defensive backs. He made the catch, turned upfield, and was able to fall forward for the first down. First down and 10 at the 34. So we'll see if the Hornets have right or will rate themselves a little bit after that turnover by the Broncos. Two receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Freeze in the pistol, two in the backfield. Rolling to his right, tries to throw it up the middle, and he's going to go down again. Pressure coming up the middle. Nowhere for him to go, and he's going to be brought down for a loss. Close to five, maybe six yards in the play. It'll put it all the way back to the 30-yard line. In fact, just inside the 30-yard line. Second sack of the day. It'll make it second down and 14. Now you know the Broncos are going to be bringing everything now that they put them in a second and long situation. Wide receiver here to the near side is Fike, way out to the left. 
And the handoff is going to go up the middle. Nothing there. The Broncos' defense does not move. On the run is number 20, Mertz. And he may have gotten back. Actually, they're going to give him a loss of about one or two on the play. It'll be inside the 30-yard line now down to the 28 to make that. Yeah, it looks to the 28. Clock continues to wind down here. Looks like 6-18 on a check of our hefty seed scoreboard. 8-0 Broncos. Broncos scoring 14 seconds into the game. Looked like they're on their way to a second touchdown until they fumbled the football. Two wide receivers here to the near side. Slot receiver to the far side. Freeze has some time. No, he doesn't. He's done. Down he goes in the backfield. Wrapped up by a couple of more tacklers. We'll check the number underneath there. It's Kelson is going to get the sack, but that was more of a coverage sack. Freeze was looking all over the place. He's going to have to learn. You can hold onto the ball for a little bit, but you can't hang onto it for six, eight, six, eight seconds. You're going to be down, and that's exactly what happened there. So all they did was go backwards after that first down. Ball on the 24-yard line now. High snap, Hunter, rugby style. Actually gets it up a little bit more higher into the air. Bounces down at the 48-yard line in Hornet territory. So not a great punt. It almost hit the return of actually one of the gunners and one of the blockers for the Broncos. Fortunately, one of the Broncos players was smart enough to get away from that bouncing ball. So first down and 10 for the Broncos, almost like getting it back. They lost maybe about 15 yards, 20 yards of possession, field position. After that fumble on the last series, they'll start it right back up again. First down and 10, 518 remaining here in the first quarter. Greenlee goes in motion, direct snap to Hunter Schultz, goes up the middle, plenty of running room. He'll pick up close to eight yards. It'll be spotted down to the 41, the 42-yard line. It'll make it second down in about two. Well, actually, further back than that. I thought he got further down the field. It'll be second down and four. Well, a bit of concern here right now is that, uh, at least if you're a Hornets fan, that defensive line of the Hornets is getting blown off the line of scrimmage. Wide receiver to the left side, three in the backfield. Direct snap goes to Sowers. Sowers going to the left, got some running room to the 40, turns the corner, and then the ball is knocked out again, but it looks like one of the Broncos players, well, it looked like he was going to punch it out of bounds. I don't know if it made it out of bounds. The fumble on the play, I don't know if it made it out of bounds. At the end of that, a Hornets player jumped on top of it, but I think it was already out of bounds at that point, and it will be retained by the Broncos. Second fumble in a row, and that's got to be a concern. That ball was punched right out. That'll be a topic of discussion, I'm sure, coming up here. Now we got a timeout on the field. I don't know if the what they're discussing at the moment. Sideline judge here to the near side is coming over to the head referee. I'm not sure what they're Oh, they're going to put some more time on the clock, 4.40. 20 seconds will get added to the clock. It's currently at 4.20. So they'll put it at 4.40. So a loss of about three, four yards on that fumble by Sowers. 
that's one thing that, uh, well, maybe that comes with not practicing for a couple of weeks. you got to secure the football. Second fumble of the game for the Broncos. One lost and one retained. Now Sauer is sweeping here to the near side. Got a freight train in front of him. Turns the corner, gets down to the 40, past the 40, and down to the 35-yard line. It's going to be enough for a Broncos first down, a gain of 10-plus. Boy, that really did not look like it was going to go much of anywhere, but Sowers kept letting his blockers, his linemen in front of him, start to peel away the defenders, and he finally got the corner and was able to get it up the field for a Broncos first down. Broncos looked impressive here early, kind of been a little stagnant since then. Direct snap to Hunter Schultz going to his left. A little bit of room there, gain of three, maybe four yards. It'll make it second down and seven with four minutes remaining here in the first quarter. And this has been the breakdown. Nine carries, one pass attempt so far in this game for the Broncos, and that's about par for the course. 90% run, and why should they? We'll see if uh, right now you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Basically nine guys in the box for the uh, Hornets. Run coming to the right side. Not much room there. Gain of a couple more yards for Sowers. So that'll make it third down and five. But when you put nine in the box, either the Broncos, if they're going to continue, this last couple of plays here, they haven't had big runs. But if they're still able to control the line of scrimmage, that's fine. But uh, you might see another pass coming up here pretty soon. The other part of it is, is, and we've seen this in the last game that we played, once the running backs for the Broncos, if they're able to get through those nine guys, there's nobody in the next level. They're gone. There's going to be another long touchdown. Schultz now rolling to his left, throws it out into the flat, but off of the fingertips of Rasmussen, it'll fall incomplete. Pass was intended to hit Rasmussen down close to about the 20-yard line. It would have been a first down. Rasmussen was wide open, but it was led too far in front of him. And that's kind of a par for the course play for especially a young quarterback. Get a right-handed quarterback rolling to his right, throwing to his left. Actually, rolling to his left, throwing to his left. And it's not an easy thing to do. You have to right your hips and right your feet a little bit, and uh, that ball was just off course. Now we see the Lisbon flip-flop. Everybody on the line flips position. Direct snap goes to, I believe, Hunter Schultz. Well, make it Sowers. It'll go to the right. Very close to first down yardage. I don't think he got it, though. And that'll be a turnover on downs. The Broncos did not get enough for the first down and the fourth down play. So credit the Hornets for the defensive stand there. Kind of an interesting call. That was a very slow developing play. Sowers never really reached his optimum speed. He just kind of kept following blockers down the field. And that time the gang tackling the gang of nine that were up there for the Hornets were able to contain the running back. Pistol formation, two in the backfield, wide receivers to either side, also a flanker to uh, a wing basically in that right side. Freeze now kind of running around trying to find some running room. He'll run it himself. He'll pick up close to four, maybe five yards. 
Basically, the pressure was up the field, but the quarterback was able to dip his shoulder and step through it and then have the middle portion of the field open until the Broncos collapsed defensively. In the end, that is going to be a gain of six. It'll make it second down and four, so Freeze with his first rush, positive rush of the game. Two wide receivers here to the near side, two in the backfield, I formation. Freeze going to go under center now. Most of the time he has been in the pistol. Down to two minutes remaining here in the first quarter. Blitz coming up the middle. The pitch goes to the right. And some good running room there for Madden Thorson. He picks up a first down for the Hornets. Gets the ball out to the 40-yard line. And we're starting to see the pendulum swing here a little bit. Early on, it was a flurry by the Broncos, and the Hornets were shooting themselves in the foot. Now it's kind of gone the other direction with the fumble problem for the Broncos and not getting a uh, conversion on fourth down have led to the door being opened a bit more for the Hornets, even though they are still down by eight. First play of the game going 62 yards for Hunter Schultz and the two by Sowers, 8 nothing. High formation of the backfield, handoff to the fullback, crashes ahead for a gain of five, six, seven, eight. Scrum's still going all the way out to about the nine-yard line, or excuse me, a nine-yard gain. Pick up on the play or the run by Carson Mertz, number 20, and it'll make it second down and one, and the Hornets have something cooking. 108 remaining here in the first quarter. Second down and one, ball on the 48-yard line, still in Hornets territory. Two wide receivers here to the near side, high formation in the backfield. This high formation has been pretty productive so far. Also a wing on that right side. Handoff goes to Thorson. He's got the first down, and down the sideline he goes to the 40, to the 30-yard line before he's banged out of bounds. And another big pickup of 20-plus yards for the Hornets. So the Hornets inside Lisbon territory for the first time in the game. And that was a heck of a run to that right side. Plenty of room. Thorson really wasn't challenged until he was about 15 yards down the field. First down and 10 at the Broncos' 29-yard line. Wide receivers to either side, eye formation in the backfield. Down to 27 seconds left in the first quarter. Handoff goes up the middle to the fullback. That time, not much there. A sea of red. I believe that'll be Mertz underneath there. Number 20, Carson Mertz carried the football. It'll be a gain of one, second down and nine. Not even sure that he even got a full yard. The ball is still kind of hanging around the 29. And that is going to be it for the first quarter. The clock goes to triple zero. So a hot start for the Broncos. Looked like they were going to run away and hide early on. And the Hornets made some mistakes early, but those have been corrected. And the Hornets now driving, trying to tie up this game. It is eight to nothing. Lisbon Broncos with the lead. Second quarter coming up next on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and NewsDakota.com. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up your equipment now for a winter service inspection. Whether it's your combine, tractor, sprayer, or planter, we can inspect your piece of equipment and have it ready for next season. Stop in today to find out more about multi-unit discounts, bulk oil promo, and parts discounts if you sign up now for an inspection. Also, our filter sale is going on the month of November. Stock up now. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. 
Voters in rural North Dakota value working family farms, affordable health care, quality education for our kids, and a growing economy. That's why North Dakota Rural Voters endorses Jim Dodsonrod for State Senate and John Hokanah and Alan Peterson for State House of Representatives. They have what it takes to fight for us in Bismarck. Join rural North Dakotans in voting for Jim Dodsonrod, John Hokanah, and Alan Peterson for the North Dakota Legislature. Paid for by North Dakota Rural Voters. Carol Larson, Treasurer. On the second down and nine run, handoff goes to Mertz, and then he promptly fumbles the football but has it back in his hand, so he's able to get on top of it. That was just a bad exchange between the quarterback uh, a bit. I don't think that Mertz ever had it secured. He did get popped a little bit as he was trying to put it away, and boom, down it went. Two Lisbon players went after it but uh, were not able to get it before Mertz did. I was wondering if that, uh, again, that ball... I'd love to know if it's if it's just the coldness out there right now. But we've seen a fair portion of fumbles in this game, and we're only a quarter in, quarter plus now. Three wide receivers to the left, and now we get a timeout going to be taken by the Hornets. They were just lining up at the line of scrimmage, and I'm guessing the coach, Brett Doctor, did not like the lineup or the defensive uh play that was called against uh, by or actually by the Broncos. We're going to take a quick break here and we're going to have more of our coverage of Lisbon Bronco playoff football on Thunder Country 106.1 FM in just a moment. I'm John Holkina, candidate for District 26 House. My family lives and breathes the same issues most of us in District 26 do. We want strong education for our kids, quality health care for our seniors and veterans, the backing for our farmers and ranchers and business people, and safe roads for everyone. As a lifelong farmer and rancher, county commissioner, and former legislator, I'll bring my expertise and ability to work with others to get things done on your behalf. I'd appreciate your vote on November 3rd. Paid for by First State Bank of North Dakota has been serving our communities for more than a century. In all that time, only one thing's changed. Our name. We're Bank North now, but everything you've always known and trusted about us remains. Our owners and staff are the same. And the same honesty, loyalty, and integrity guide us. Bank North. New name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities. Well, the third down play finds Freeze in the pistol. He drops back to pass, throws a bomb down the uh, left hash mark, and overthrows his wide receiver by a few yards. The intended receiver on the play, Thorson, and that would have been a touchdown and. I'll say this, they had three wide receivers to the left side, and the defense broke down for the Broncos. Thorson was wide open, but the quarterback overthrew him, so it'll make it fourth down and 11. I'll say this, that uh, Freeze can deliver a football. He's, he's got plenty of arm behind it, but unfortunately he was just probably about four yards too long in that throw. Fourth down and 11, Freeze dropping back, throws a little middle screen to Mertz. Mertz comes here to the near side, could be enough for the first down. It is, rambles and rumbles down the sideline, past the 20, down to the 15-yard line. Move the chains and a fourth and 10. The Hornets call a middle screen, and the Broncos' defense bit all over it. He was wide open and a couple of linemen in front of him, and they got some great running room down the near sideline. So I've definitely seen a change in the Hornets. They definitely are playing more with uh, confidence. Wide receiver here to the near side. Make it two wide receivers here to the near side. Freeze pitches to Thorson. Thorson, he's got the far corner, doesn't take it, and gets hammered down to the ground. 
pickup of one, maybe two. He had a lot of running room to the outside. I don't really understand why he wanted to cut it up so early because there was nobody on the outside. So if he's got speed, he's going to get the corner. As it happened, he just cut it up right after the left tackle. There was nothing there. He gains maybe six inches. Broncos will take that. Thank you very much. Field awareness in that one. He really needed to look to the outside. There was nothing there except for green grass. So pistol formation for Freeze. Two in the backfield. Rolling to his left. Throws it over the middle. Actually a little bit to the outside. And it's going to be an incomplete pass. Intended receiver was number 11. That would be Alex Erickson. But that was well off the mark. That'll make it third down at about 10. A lot of games going on around the region. We'll get some score updates. I3G Media all over it. And so we'll get uh, all the announcers are going to be exchanging scores here pretty soon. But it's 8-0 on a check of our hefty seed scoreboard at Lisbon Field. High school field. Shotgun snap, and it'll be a throw out into the flat again. Knocked away. Passes intended again for Erickson. But guess who? Rasmussen came over and punched it right out of his hands. Erickson had it, but Rasmussen punched it right out. What a great defensive play. That would have been a completion. It's one of those where he just had his two hands wrapped around it, and that's immediately at the same time the hand, the fist came through from Rasmussen and punched it to the ground. So fourth down and ten. They were just at this moment on the last uh, set here of downs. And they converted on the middle screen. So three wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Freeze will pitch it to Thorson. Thorson thinking about throwing it, rolling over to his left. Now heaves it up to the end zone. It's going to be a jump ball, but goes through the hands of his receiver, number 11, Erickson, who stands at six foot two and falls harmlessly to the ground. So it'll be a turnover on downs. Seen a lot of uh, attention being paid to number 11 on this series, Erickson. And that was just a plain old throw it up in the air. Thorson was threatening the run, pulled it down, threatening to run, you know, put it up, and he finally decided to let it go. But by that time, there was about three other Broncos players standing around Thorson waiting to play 500 to see who was going to get that football. Did get to the receiver, but uh, he was not able to get it down or pull it down. Run here to the near side to Sowers. He gets the sideline. Down he goes to the 40, to the 50, to the 40, to the 30-yard line. He's going to go all the way down for the touchdown. It is an 85-yard touchdown sweep for the Broncos. 85 yards started at the 15. Woo! Boy, another long touchdown run. Wow. Well, and this is to be expected because, again, the – Hornets are selling out on the run. They're basically stacking up nine guys at the line of scrimmage. And you get by the two rows of guys, there's nobody left. And that's exactly what happened. The blocking got sour sprung on the corner, and he went all the way down the sideline. Nobody could catch him. And the dangerous thing is, last year in the playoffs, Sowers is pretty beat up. He's not beat up this year. Hunter Schultz now will keep it on the two-point conversion, goes to his left. And he does not get into the end zone. 9.43 remaining here in the first half. Second touchdown up on the board. The Lisbon Broncos 
take a 14 to nothing lead. We'll be back with more football coming up on Thunder Country 1061 in just a moment. Believe. Believe in this place. In these people. Believe in your own resilience. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, believe that you can do this and that you don't have to do it alone. Believe in doctors who listen and nurses who care. Believe that your best hope is right here. The Essential Health Cancer Center. Care like nowhere else. Let's talk about my good friends at Riverside Building Center in Lisbon, the Tri-State's premier manufacturer of pre-built one-piece movable homes. Riverside Building Center takes the hassle out of home building. You work with one building expert from start to finish. They have lots of unique floor plans to choose from, or you can custom design your own plan with the help of their drafting department. Stop in today or visit rbclisbon.com, where you will find everything from a hammer to a home. Riverside Building Center, Southeast North Dakota's building supply. Well, we've had two long touchdown runs, and that's been the game so far. Short's club kick is going to be fielded by the Hornets, and the player fielding it put a knee down to the ground. It'll be down at the 28-yard line, and that's where the Hornets will take over. So a 62-yard touchdown run to open up the game by Hunter Schultz, number 12. Two-point conversion was good by Sowers. And then we just had a first play, 85-yard touchdown run by number two, Sowers. Two-point conversion was not good. And that's our offense. Grafton and uh, Sergeant County tied at six. Just got that uh, score update here in the press box. Wide receivers here to the near side, three of them. Freeze will hand it off. It'll be a run to the left, maybe for a yard. Guessing it's Mertz underneath the pile there. We will check it is Mertz, number 20. So maybe, well, I give them a couple of yards on that. They're going to put it out to about the 31, 32. The yard lines are difficult to see between the fives. So second down and seven here. Hornets actually were moving the football a little bit until they turned it over on downs a moment ago. Three wide receivers here to the near side. Freeze dropping back to pass, throws it to his left. It is a catch, but the receiver fell down immediately, making the grab as number 11, Erickson. And it's going to be a gain of about three, maybe four yards. It'll make it third down and three. The Hornets have had some good offensive plays here on the last couple of series. They have just not been able to put everything together to put it down into the end zone. They missed a wide-open receiver on about a 40-yard bomb play. Threw it too far. Now a throw over the middle. It's complete to the tight end, rumbling and bumbling straight ahead is Keaton Keller, the ninth-grade tight end. It'll put the ball out to the 46-yard line. It'll be a first down again for the Hornets. First time we have talked about uh, Keller, but again, ninth grader, six foot two. He's a big kid, 170 pounds. They do have some good athletes on this team. Been fairly impressed with that, Mark. They just made some mistakes early on in this game that kind of put themselves into a hole. Handoff goes to Mertz up the middle, stumbles, then gets back to his feet and still pushing ahead, and he's going to push his way seven extra yards to get a first down. 
Holy cats, that was a Sowers-esque run there. The running back, Mertz, put his head down and just burrowed to the 44-yard line. And it looks to me, are they going to say he's short? It looked like he had gotten the first down. I don't know about the spot on that one. It certainly looked like he was by that. Well, they're going to say he was down just short of it, so they hand off to Mertz again. He's going to get the first down this time, and similar type of run, although he did not make it as far. Greenlee on the tackle. Mertz runs to the 40-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the Hornets, and here we go again. Like the last series, they were driving until they got down to about the red zone of the Broncos. Heater seems to be a very popular spot right now. <laughs> Broncos sideline. Trying to keep those legs warm if possible. There's only one heater down there, though, that I can see. Throw here into the flat. It is complete to Thorson, but he's wrapped up immediately. Gain of maybe one good tackle. Greenlee is there. And Hunter Schultz coming over and making a tackle as well from his safety spot. I'll give him a gain of about one. Second down and nine. Ball is inside the 40-yard line, but not much. Down to 6.50 remaining here in the first half. 14-0 Broncos. Their offense has basically been two long touchdown runs. Two wide receivers make it three wide receivers here to the near side. Freeze under center, throws a slant pattern over the middle, and Erickson makes the grab inside the 30-yard line. Looks to me like it's enough to move the chains, and it is. It's going to be a Hornets first down. Again, I got to admit, this is probably the best passing attack. We've seen some really good quarterbacks, but this has been the probably the most interesting and best passing attack we've seen here for a little while. Hornets get the first down inside the 29-yard line. Three wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side, the tall and lanky Erickson. Mertz in the backfield. Quarterback freeze, hands it off to Mertz up the middle, plows ahead again for a gain of about three yards. He was hit almost after a yard of running, and he literally turned it into a squat machine. He turned his back to the defenders and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and got an extra couple of yards in that particular play. It'll make it uh, second down and seven. Hornets' uh, Ethan Arnold right now trying to get his shoe back on. Somehow his shoe ended up coming off, and so the referees have given him a moment to retie the shoe and whittle that thing back on. And it's never fun when you have a pile of tape on there as well, and it looks like he has some sort of guard or something around his ankles. 14-0, it has been, I'm not going to say it's been dominated by the Broncos, but uh, on the scoreboard it sure has. Drop back pass, throw over the middle again, and a wide open receiver is going to make the catch down at the five-yard line, and walking into the end zone is Madden Thorson. That slot receiver gets a 26-yard touchdown reception. And Thorson, 26 yards. Uh, i got to make sure I write down the number here. Thorson in that slot has been open a couple of different times. That one made the catch at one defender that he kind of olayed and uh, was able to just walk literally into the end zone as the defender went by and kind of fell down. So here we go. we got a game. Touchdown here. It's 14-6 to six for six points of the game here for the Hornets. 
They're going to go for the two-point conversion. Pistol dropping back. Erickson. And the pass is going to be completed or not. It is going to be completed to the freshman tight end, Keaton Keller. He literally was volleyballing the ball in his hands. The defender came in, tried to strip it away, and almost, I guess you could negate the try or cause an interception, but it wouldn't have gone anywhere because it's not a real interception. But then Keaton was able to hand-wrestle it away and gets the two. And now we got an injured player down to the ground for the Broncos. So the score with 522 remaining here in the first half, it is going to be the Lisbon Broncos 14 and the Hornets of Harvey Wells County 8. We're going to take a break on the injury timeout. We'll be back with more on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Extreme Clean Car Wash in Enderlin and Lisbon. It's where dirty vehicles come clean. Extreme Clean Car Wash has the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. If your car is white, it'll make it bright. If it's blue, it'll look good too. Stop by one of these great locations. Extreme Clean Car Wash of Enderlin and Lisbon. Wallach Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance. Crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck. Well, here comes the kickoff back to the Broncos after giving up a touchdown on a 26-yard throw to the slot receiver. Return goes up the middle. Sowers not going down. He gets out past the 40 to about the 43-yard line before he's finally tackled to the ground. Not really sure. Neither team, I know that Hunter can kick the ball further. Neither team seems to be wanting to just pound the ball down the field. Both teams are just kind of doing the kind of the pooch kicks or the... I don't know, the squib kicks. But uh, sometimes that can come back to backfire, and here you are giving probably one of the top offenses, maybe one of the top three in the state, Class A. You're giving them the ball at the 44. That's pretty uh, pretty easy, I think, uh, for the Broncos, but we'll see. Direct snap goes to Schultz. He's going to run up the middle. And he is going to get a gain of a couple of yards. Move it past the 45, just past, in between the 46 and the 45-yard line. Dick coming to the sideline, getting the offensive play call. He'll go back to the huddle. We have not uh, heard anything yet from number one, Avery Dick. He's caught a couple of long-range bombs this year, the six-foot-three wide receiver. Sven here to the near side, two in the backfield. Heavy on the left side of the package, and the run comes here to the near side. Sweep upcoming. Sowers turning the corner again. We get a penalty flag thrown. Sowers gets past midfield, dives ahead down to the 47, 48-yard line, but certainly looks like it's in the area of a hold. We will see, and it is going to be a holding call against the Broncos. That's the hard part about when you do these sweeps and they go the long distance to the side. Usually you can find a hold somewhere every play, but uh, that one was obvious, and it will come back and put the Broncos in a little bit of a pinch here. This actually was setting up a pretty good scenario. They never want to give up a touchdown, but 
getting the ball back with, what, four or five minutes left. And up by a score, it was setting up the situation where the Broncos could just do one of their patented grind it down the field, eat up the clock, and put it in the end zone. But now, with the holding call, it's going to back the Broncos up to about their own 34, and they need to get to the 46 of the Hornets for the first down. Excuse me. Trips in the backfield. Sowers now goes in motion. Hunter Schultz dropping back to pass. Throws it down the field. Wide open receiver. Catching up was the, it was too far behind. Svem was open, and the defender made up ground as he was waiting for the ball to come down. Number two, I believe, was the one Nitz. Ethan Nitz, he had been beaten. Svem had five yards on him. But the ball was underthrown, and he had to wait and wait and wait for it to get there, and that allowed the defender to come up and make the play. So it'll be second down and about 21. He sent uh, Sowers in motion, which kind of put the uh, defense in a little bit of a heart attack situation. (laughs) You've got to, I mean, any defense is going to go, where is two going? Where is two going? He normally stays in the backfield. That time they motioned him out to the far side of the field, and it did cause a little bit of havoc and allowed Sven to at least early on get wide open. Direct snap, and now reverse, and it's going to be Sven throwing the football. Avery Dick is wide open, but he had to stand and wait for it at midfield. Makes the catch, gets enough for the first down. It's a 22-yard gain. They needed 21. Sven is not going to win any awards for throwing a football. <laughs> I think there was a flock of uh, there was a flock of ducks that tried to join that football as it was heading down the field, <laughs> but it was good enough. Avery Dick waited for it and waited for it. They'd fooled the defense so badly he was able to just wait. Got it, fell ahead for the first down. Ball at the 46, first down and 10 for the Broncos. Move the chains. Hornets giving up a big one there. And wide receiver to the right side. Trips in the backfield. Again, Sowers goes in motion. Hunter dropping back. Throws it out into the flat completion, and it will be enough for a Broncos first down. Did he hang on? Greenlee is going to make the catch. He kind of hit his hip. Like maybe he dropped it, but I think what he was upset about was the fact that he had to fall down to make the catch. I think there was some running room there, and if he had made the catch cleanly, it was a little bit behind him. He had to spin to catch it. But if he had cut it on the fly, he might have been flying to the end zone. 324 and counting down. Broncos on the move. This is exactly what they need to do. Grind the clock down to near zero and put a score up here before half would put the Hornets in a little bit of a hurt. Now you got player jumping off sides, number 32. That would be Jeff Schmitz a little bit too early. That'll give a free five yards unless he was drawn off. But they are looking to the sideline. Oh, they are going to call a penalty against the Broncos. Illegal procedure. I guess I'm glad I threw that in there. I had been sold because I didn't see really anybody else move. That doesn't mean I didn't miss it. Schmitz came early. But they're going to say that Schmitz was drawn off. So the ball is put back to the 39-yard line, still in uh, Hornets territory. Now the, again, basically entire flip-flop of the offense except for the center. And the run will come here to the nearest side. Direct snap to Sowers, trying to turn the corner at the 40. He's got it down to the 35, to the 30. Pushed out of bounds. We'll see where they end up putting him. Looks like out at about the 29. It is not going to be enough for a first down, but picks up a good chunk of yardage. And that will make it second down and probably about five. Yeah, just inside the 20, they need, or make, make that the 30. 
And they need to get to the 24 for the first down. So a nice play to gain some yardage. They really like sweeping to the left. It's been kind of a uh, good spot for them. Now the direct snap to Hunter Schultz goes to the right, gets inside the 25, very close to first down yardage. It looks like to me they're going to spot it just short of the first down. He needs to get to the 24, needed to get to the 24. And he literally, the back half or the back nose of the football is resting at the 25-yard line. So third down and one. And you can expect somebody to be hammering right, right up the middle here, although this near side of the field is wide open. But Schultz will run to his right, gets the first down and more. The 20 to the 15, down the sideline he goes to the 10 to the 5, touchdown! Hunter Schultz found a lane on that right side and goes 25 yards for the touchdown. Maybe scoring too quickly here. I think they'd like to eat some more time off that clock. 2-10. Remaining here in the second quarter. It's been all long runs here. 25-yard TD, 25 TD run by number 12, Hunter Schultz. And now it'll be Sowers trying to burrow in for the conversion, and he does. Jordan Sowers with the two-point conversion. And it's now 22-8. So the Broncos answer right back on the impressive touchdown by the Hornets just a few minutes ago. 2-10 remaining here in the first half. It's 22-8. Broncos have led throughout. We'll take the break. We'll be back with more, including the kickoff to the Hornets coming up next. For over 40 years, Welton's Tire Service has provided Lisbon and the surrounding areas with tire sales and service, as well as preventative vehicle maintenance at an affordable cost. They continue that tradition today, whether it's shocks and struts, tire sales and repair, or on-the-farm services. Welton Tire is your friendly neighborhood vehicle and tire expert. And let's face it, you either have Goodyear tires or you need them for your car or farm equipment. Call Welton Tire today at 683-5136 or visit them on the web at weltonstire.net. Crossroads Electric in both Lisbon and Milner wish the Lisbon football team the best of luck as they make their way through the playoffs. Whether you need repairs right now or simply want to avoid costly problems down the road, Crossroads Electric is ready to take care of your needs. Their service technicians have the training and tools necessary to get the job done right the first time. Right now is a great time to have a furnace tune-up. Crossroads Electric, taking care of all your heating and electrical needs. Call 683-HEAT or 427-HEAT. Well, I was just talking about uh, why the kickers aren't kicking it off deep, and that's exactly what Hunter Schultz did. Booms the kick, sends it way over the head of the return man. It actually entered the end zone. It was brought back out to about the 25, and why not? So now the uh, Hornets, if they are intending to score on this drive, will have to go 75 yards to do so. Never a big fan of giving another team a ball at the 35 or 40-yard line. And the Hornets learned their lesson, uh, you know, again, given the, the Broncos a squib kick, and they returned it on to, what, the 44, and down the field they went. They actually overcame a couple of bad penalties and still got the touchdown. Freeze now running out of the pocket, rolling to his left, throws it over the middle, but the receiver had fallen down at the 36. Check the... Number, the pass was intended for 29, that would be Fike. 
Fike looked like he may have twisted his ankle. He got up limping a little bit, but he's going to go back into the huddle. So second down and 10, Hornets at their own 25. One thing that I will say is that the Hornets have obviously done a job and a correction and protection for their quarterback because that first series or two, the Broncos were all over the quarterback, and now Freeze has actually had some time. Freeze in the pistol, rolling to his right, and as I say that, he gets brought down. He may have gotten back to the original line of scrimmage, so it won't qualify as a sack. Freeze on the carry, and he'll get past the 25. I would say he actually lost about a half a yard on that play. So it'll make it to third down and about nine. Broncos would love to get a stop here, although they're going to run the clock now. It's down to 124, and uh, I'm curious. You start to wonder, <laughs> I think Coach Gurney is thinking about it. It's like, Hey, it's third down and nine. If you want to, you could call a timeout and get the football back. And I think they're talking about it, but at this point, they're going to let the clock. Now it's going to be a last-second uh, timeout taken by the Hornets. They did the smart thing. They aren't getting a good feeling on this drive, and they did not want to give the football back with too much time left to the Broncos. So a timeout here for the Hornets with 109 remaining here in the first half. Broncos up 22-8. to eight. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more coming up in just a moment. Those who have never experienced an abusive relationship often wonder, why can't you just leave? It's difficult to understand their complications and reasons, but your support can mean the world to them. The Abuse Resource Network of Ransom and Sargent County can help you support your loved one and offer services to those suffering abuse with counseling, housing and or financial assistance, or simply a confidential ear. These are just a few of the free services they offer. If you or someone you know is being abused. Contact the Abuse Resource Network of Ransom in Sargent County today. Well, back after the timeout here, it'll be third down and nine. 109 remaining here in the first half. Ball at the 26-yard line. Three wide receivers, fake, and it's going to be a handoff going off to the left side and almost burrowing his way for the first down was Mertz. But he was brought down a couple of yards short. I think the players would like uh, the coach to go for it here, but I don't know that you can not get this and then give the ball at the 26-yard line to the Broncos. They're going to have to punt this away, I would believe. But the way that uh, Mertz has been running the football, we do have a timeout on the field. I believe this one was taken by the Broncos. 57 seconds remaining here in the first half of play. Coming up, we'll check some scores around the region. We'll see how this one uh, concludes here in the remaining moments of this first half. Broncos have played pretty well, except for a couple of fumbles. That came earlier in the ball game. First drive, they went right down the field to the first play, 62 yards, getting the touchdown. But then after that, I believe it was both Schultz and Sowers. Uh, they lost the, uh, I'm trying to remember, they lost the Schultz fumble, but they did get the Sowers fumble back. Different drives, though. Fourth down and one. And it looks like they are going to go for it now. Quarterback under center. 
And the fake handoff. Now he's just going to roll to his left, and he's going to get hit right at the line of scrimmage. In fact, he's going to lose a yard. Freeze gets brought down, and that is going to be a turnover on downs. Greenlee with the tackle. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what Freeze, the quarterback, was doing. He faked the handoff up the middle. But if you're going to get to the outside, you got to run. I don't know if he was trying to wait for his blocking to get established or not, but he was going half speed. And all that allowed is the defense for the Broncos to close in on him. He only needed about six inches. He needed to hit that hard. So a break here for the Broncos. You got plenty of time to get a touchdown. Now Schultz runs up the middle, gets down to the 30, maybe to the 29. I think he was trying to pass that one, but the receivers were covered, so he pulled it down and ran up the middle. Boy, that's a... uh, I think the coach for the uh, Hornets got talked into something maybe he's going to regret going for that. And here's the other thing. There's no way that I don't give that ball to Mertz. I mean, Mertz has been carrying people half the game. Second down and five. And we got a timeout on the field to conserve clock here. We're going to take a quick break here since we have the timeout. We'll be back with more football in Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Extreme Clean Car Wash in Enderlin and Lisbon. It's where dirty vehicles come clean. Extreme Clean Car Wash has the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. If your car is white, it'll make it bright. If it's blue, it'll look good too. Stop by one of these great locations. Extreme Clean Car Wash of Enderlin and Lisbon. A sweep here to the near side by Sowers. He tried to find some running room, but a great job defensively. It was finally brought down by Thorson. It'll be gained maybe of a yard or so. They're going to have to go quick. 24 seconds remaining here. It'll be third down at about five. Now some inversion on the offensive line. They got to go. Dropping back to pass, it'll be Hunter Schultz looking for somebody. Throws it towards the end end zone, throws up a duck, and it should have been picked off. And oh, it's going to take me about five seconds to explain this. He absolutely threw a duck into the air. It should have been picked off by Erickson. Erickson whiffed on the catch. It went through his hands and almost fell into, I believe it was Greenlee's hand, and almost got the completion. That should have been picked off easily and gone the other way. Erickson will be seeing that one in his dreams. Hit him right in both hands. The only bad thing about it is the ball was so wobbly that I guess maybe just had a hard time wrapping it up. I think the other thing is like, oh, my gosh, I got this, I got this, I don't got this. And it almost ended up being a completion. So shotgun formation. Now Hunter Schultz rolls here to his left, throws a rocket this time, much better pass to the end zone. Rasmussen goes up, but he was double-teamed. And that is going to fall harmlessly in the end zone. And that is going to be the end of the first half as we've got triple zeros up on the scoreboard. Yeah, those, uh, I'm not sure about those. Those last two passing plays allowed too much time for the defenders to be able to get down the field. But uh, that was kind of a last-ditch effort for the Broncos to try and get a score. We are at the half. Coming up in just a moment, we've got our Essentia Health Halftime Show. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to High School Football this afternoon on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and also NewsDakota.com at the half. The Lisbon Broncos 22 
and the Wells County Harvey Hornets, eight. We'll be back with a halftime show coming up next. Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic Clinic and Dr. Jody Sadness-Rigger is here for all of your chiropractic needs, serving infants all the way through adulthood. When it comes to back pain, neck and shoulder pain, headaches and injuries, trust Dr. Jody Sadness-Rigger. Hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. For more information and to schedule your appointment, call Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic and Dr. Jody Sadness-Rigger today at 683-5337. That's 701-683-5337. Dr. Ryan Dahl's Dental Office in Lisbon offers comprehensive dentistry for the entire family. Whether your dental needs are routine, such as cleanings, or not so routine like crowns, bridges, implants, or dentures, you can count on Dr. Ryan Dahl and his knowledgeable staff to make your dental visit a pleasant one in their friendly, comfortable environment. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. for all of your dental needs. Call Ryan Dahl's Dental Office in Lisbon today, 701-683-4455. Plains Grain and Agronomy is your local full-service agricultural center and premier precision planting dealer, providing grain merchandising, feed products for healthy livestock, and agronomy services, including seed, chemical, and fertilizer delivery. Plains Grain and Agronomy utilizes the latest in custom application equipment and technology, and their trained agronomists are always on hand to help you with your farm operation. For all of your farm needs, count on Plains Grain and Agronomy with locations in Enderlin, Lisbon, Marion, Mott, and Sheldon to serve you. Visit plainsgrain.com. Deer and Ready Tech would like to wish good luck to all area athletes during this tournament time. As a company who works together to keep our customers connected to the world, our team of experts know the importance of teamwork. From gig internet service and security systems to computer repair, our team must pull together every day to keep our customers connected. Trust your local team of technology experts and visit drnreadytech.coop to find your winning solution. This is a story we all share, of a place rooted in tradition and rich with opportunity, of people driven by compassion and vision. At Essentia Health, we're proud to play our role in this story, facing our toughest challenges head on, believing that together we can build something better and take care of each other, because this place, these people, are like nowhere else. Essentia Health is where you belong. Schedule an appointment at EssentiaHealth.org. So it is time now for our halftime show brought to you as a service by Essentia, of course, Essentia Health, caring for you like nowhere else and a proud supporter of local sports and, of course, our broadcast here of Lisbon Broncos playoff football. Let's take a look at the uh, scoring here in the uh, first half of our football game. Boy, it looked like uh, the Broncos were just going to shred the Hornets early on in this game. Uh, 16 seconds in, very first play of the game. It was a sweep here to the right side of the field. Hunter Schultz took the direct snap. And 16 seconds into the game after his 62-yard scamper and a two-point conversion by Sowers, it was 8-0 Broncos. But uh, after that, uh, kind of settled down a little bit. In fact, there was no scoring for the rest of the first quarter. Part of that is is the Broncos on their next drive actually were marching down the field and then fumbled down at about the 28-25 yard line, gave the football back over. So that was one of the issues that popped up. A couple of fumbles in the first half, and maybe you have to attribute that just a little bit to the Broncos being off for almost two weeks because of uh, the confinement, the quarantine of COVID-19. They got two practices. 
in the last couple of weeks. That was Thursday, and the first time the whole team had been together was on Friday. No excuses, though. Coach would not uh, like that or take that. And uh, another touchdown, though, for the Broncos. Nine guys in the box for the uh, Hornets. That's what they're trying to do to stop the uh, rushing attack of the Broncos. They get a guy beyond those uh, first five yards, they're going to be gone, and that happened on the first play of the drive that uh, was about 9.43 left in the first half, and it was an 85-yard touchdown run down the sideline again. The sweeps, the outside edge runs are killing a lot of these teams that play the Broncos, and uh, it was that 85-yard TD run by number two, Sowers. The two-point conversion was no good. That made the score 14 to nothing. Broncos with the lead. A couple of nice drives put together by the Hornets, but they were never able to punch anything in until finally 5.22 remaining in the second quarter. It was a 26-yard touchdown reception slot receiver just going right down the hash mark, and it goes into Thorson. Thorson of the previous drive, by the way, the one that the Hornets didn't score on, he was wide open for a 40-yard TD, but his quarterback overthrew him. I mean, literally nobody within 5, 10 yards of him, but uh, they do finally get one, and walking into the end zone was Thorson. Two-point conversion was good in the reception by the uh, tight end, number 82. That was Keller. Our first eight points of the game, we're like, oh, hey, we got a ball game here, 14-8. to eight. Now, By no means is this game over, but then the Broncos uh, were able to march right back down to the field. Short kickoff, nice return by Sowers. They started the drive at the 44, and with 2.10 remaining in the first half, it was a 25-yard TD run. Again, get by the nine in the box, you're going to wave goodbye to them, and that's what happened with Hunter Schultz. He goes down the right side this time, 22-8. to eight. Two-point conversion was good there by Sowers, and that's where we are at the half. About six minutes remaining in our halftime break. We're going to take a short break here. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up on what's happening in the world with Fox News. It's coming up next on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and also NewsDakota.com. Extreme Clean Car Wash in Anderlin and Lisbon. It's where dirty vehicles come clean. Extreme Clean Car Wash has the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Anderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. If your car is white, it'll make it bright. If it's blue, it'll look good too. Stop by one of these great locations. Extreme Clean Car Wash of Enderlin and Lisbon. Remax Advantage and owner Wes Well is your trusted Remax agent in Lisbon. Licensed broker for over 30 years and experienced in farmland, commercial, and residential real estate as well as business brokerage. Wes Well and Remax Advantage are here for all of your buying and selling needs. Call today, 701-683-7629. And for more information and to view a full list of properties, visit AdvantageDakota.com on the web and be sure to like them on Facebook. Every office is individually owned and operated. Thunder 1061 is KQLX FM Lisbon Fargo and Thunder 98.3 is KXGT FM Carrington Jamestown. A busy weekend for the candidates. I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. With just over a week before the election, the Trump and Biden campaigns have a full slate of events. The former VP spending the day in Pennsylvania. It's go time. It's game day. We have 10 days left. I may come down to Pennsylvania, and I believe in you. I believe in my state. 
The choice has never been clear and the stakes have never been higher. Speaking at a drive-in rally in Bucks County before he traveled to Luzerne County for an event. President Trump in three states today with a rally this hour in Circleville, Ohio. Earlier, he hosted an event in Lumberton, North Carolina, where he took a jab at that Biden rally in Bucks County. There were so few cars, I've never seen an audience like this. And he's going, he's going, oh, thank you, all those people out there. There's like a few cars. And the cars weren't in a little circle. They were too close together, I think. They weren't socially distanced. The president heads next to Waukesha, Wisconsin. This morning, the president cast his ballot in West Palm Beach, Florida, saying he voted for a guy named Trump. Joe Biden continues to face criticism for his alleged overseas business dealings with his son, Hunter, following a recent statement from a former business partner, Tony Bobolinsky. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. Officials say Tony Bobolinsky was interviewed by the FBI at their Washington field office. Bobolinsky claims he met with Joe Biden regarding his son's business ventures, including a Chinese oil company in 2017 after Biden left the White House. But corporate records show he never received any proposed funds from the Chinese firm, nor played any role in the venture. The New York Times and Joe Biden report President Joe Biden had a previously undisclosed bank account in China. Bobolinsky claims Joe Biden's role was not officially documented. Biden campaign denies the accusations. America is listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. This election day, America is listening to Fox News Radio for complete coverage. Starting at 6 p.m. East, it's The Campaign with Brett Baer and Perino and Steyerwalt. I'll tell you what. Followed by live Democracy 2020 coverage led by national correspondent Jared Halpern, political analyst Josh Krausar, and Fox News Radio reporters from around the country, along with Fox News Channel contributors and experts. Download the Fox News app and just click listen at the bottom of the screen to hear it live. The Fox News Rundown is a weekday morning podcast that dives deep into the major and controversial stories of the day. Hosted by the anchors of Fox News Radio. Subscribe now to hear a perspective of news you won't find anywhere else. Listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Pacific Gas and Electric may cut power to over a million people beginning tomorrow to prevent the chance of power lines down by strong winds from sparking wildfires. The utility says it could black out customers in 38 counties, including most of the San Francisco Bay Area, into Tuesday. COVID vaccine trials are resuming by two drug makers after they had to halt testing of their vaccine candidates. Fox's Jill Nato. AstraZeneca had to stop its trial of a vaccine in early September after a study volunteer developed a rare health issue, an inflammation of the spinal cord. Johnson & Johnson halted tests on its potential vaccine last week when a volunteer developed a problem. The company didn't specify what the trouble was, but they said they found no evidence that the vaccine candidate caused the event. Both drug makers said Friday they got the go-ahead from the Food and Drug Administration to restart testing those vaccine candidates. Jill Nato, Fox News. President Trump continues to receive support from evangelical Christians, according to one study. Fox's Lauren Green reports. According to the Public Religion Research Institute, a nonpartisan public policy organization, 79% of white evangelicals say they plan to vote for President Trump, 15% for Joe Biden. 
That's even better than when he won the last election. But something else has changed. The survey looked at several critical concerns from COVID to crime to racial tensions. The results show a growing divide in the country with two different perceptions of reality. In a press release, the Institute's CEO and founder said, Republicans see terrorism and crime as the most pressing issues, while Democrats are more concerned about the coronavirus pandemic, health care and racial inequality. A real clear politics average of national general election polls gives Joe Biden a nearly eight-point lead over President Trump. I'm Joe Chiyo, Fox News. Believe. Believe in this place. In these people. Believe in your own resilience. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, believe that you can do this. And that you don't have to do it alone. Believe in doctors who listen and nurses who care. Believe that your best hope is right here. The Essential Health Cancer Center. Care like nowhere else. I'm Andrew Delabar, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of the Lisbon Broncos on Thunder Country. Call 701-742-3552 or stop by my office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. I'm Senator Jim dobson Rod. Like many of you, our family is centered around agriculture. So I know what a setback the last few years have been. What we don't need are government policies that make things worse. An avoidable trade war, roads that need to be taken care of, a tax system that depends too much on your property taxes. These are problems that can be addressed if politicians lighten up on the rhetoric and bear down on practical solutions. Thanks for your time. Paid for by Jim Dotsonrod for Senate. DRN ReadyTech would like to wish all student-athletes best of luck this season. As a company who works together to keep our customers connected to the world, our team of experts know the importance of teamwork. From gig internet service and security systems to computer repair, our team must pull together every day to keep our customers connected. Trust your local team of technology solutions experts and visit drnreadytech.coop to find your winning solution. comes to your tax and accounting, work with your everyday CPA, Nick Storhog in Lisbon. They have the qualified and experienced staff that you're looking for, along with four preparers with many years of experience. Nick Storhog has creative and innovative solutions to all your accounting. Just call today at 683-5303. Get the most from your accounting dollars at Nick Storhog CPA in Lisbon, located in the Subway Building on Main. Well, we are back, and again, we want to thank uh, Such a Health for sponsoring our halftime show. We are back at uh, Lisbon. Sunshine is out. It uh, looks like uh, mostly, eh, I don't want to say mostly clear skies. The only clouds, though, that are out there right now. It's just a really thin layer, but there's also on the north half, or at least to the north of us, plenty of blue sky. Nice we get back into the 40s. Looks like that is in the uh, forecast for next week. Today, not so much. Temperatures hovering around the upper 30s to that 40 mark. Did you get a score pass along? Valley City won their game today, 14 to 12. I believe they played Hillsborough. I did not have that matchup in front of me, but I do know Valley City won, and they make it to the playoffs. They needed to win to get in. 
Kickoff is going to be fielded by the Hornets at about their own 18-yard line. Return goes up the middle to about the 33-yard line. Check the number on the return there. It was noise with the return. Number 15. So it'll be first down and 10. Boy, this sunshine is really kicking out right now. It'll be nice to kind of feel that in the backs, I'm sure, after a very dark and kind of gray start to this game, and now it's just big, beautiful sunshine. Lisbon Broncos up 22 to 8 after the first half of play. But the Hornets, not been a dead issue. I mean, they've moved the ball. Run by Mertz now goes up the middle, gain of five. Still kind of wonder why with fourth and goal, or actually fourth and about six inches to go. And the ball at their own 28-yard line to end the first half. I'm still shocked that uh, the Hornets did not hand the ball off to Mertz. And they gave the Broncos a golden opportunity to put up another six or eight excuse me, before half, but they couldn't convert. Now the quarterback frees, keeps it himself, runs to the left side. He's going to push the pile out past first down yardage. He'll get it out to the about 47-yard line. So a nice pickup on the play. Apologize, I'm a little nasally today. I gotta, I'm not uh, <laughs> battling allergies or what. Feeling fine, but uh, just a little stuffy today, so it's not easy to breathe. Uh, first down and 10, the ball at the 47-yard line. Two wide receivers here to the near side. Pistol formation. Handoff will go to Mertz again, but he's met right at the line of scrimmage. Nothing doing this time. In fact, I'm not we'll – check that. I'm not even sure if that is Mertz or not. Now they're going to say there's a fumble, and it's going to be the Broncos football. I never saw the uh, ball came out, so to be honest. There was a horde of different players there. And somewhere in that, the ball came loose. Mertz lost it, and the Broncos came out celebrating. So they get a break here to start the second half. They'll get the ball at the 45-yard line in Hornets territory. Great opportunity for the Broncos to start things off. They can go down right away and punch this in. It would put a big dent in uh, going in and winning this game. Now, Direct snap goes to Hunter. Schultz finds plenty of room up the middle. Gets past the 35, down to about the 30-yard line. Very quick hitter, just a burst of speed. They're going to say his knee down. Knee was down at the 32, maybe the 31. So a pickup of 10-plus. They'll move the chains again, and the Broncos will have another first down. That was I'm getting used to these slow, methodical runs to the outside, the blocking and trying to do the sweeps, and that time it was just a... Get the ball to Schultz, and he ran full speed straight ahead and busted through the line. First down and 10, and now a botched handoff. Hunter Schultz was able to get on top of it. I'm not sure who got what. It was Schultz and Sowers kind of collided with each other. Schultz was supposed to have the football. The ball went down to the ground. It'll be a loss of four. I don't want to see that again, but again, that comes maybe with not practicing for the last couple of weeks. Sowers came over to get the play, and he brings it back to the huddle. Second down and 14, two in the backfield, side-by-side are Schultz and Sowers. And the snap goes to Sowers, runs to the right, plenty of room. Inside the 30, down to about the 25. 
They're going to say he was down at the 27. We'll see. Far side referee had his feet down at the 26. So it'll make it to third down and six. Nice pickup of about eight on that last run. So a much more manageable third down and about five. 22-8, 14-point lead currently for the Broncos. On a check of our hefty seed scoreboard. Direct snap this time goes to Sowers, runs to the left. He'll pick up the 25 inside the 25, trying to bring him down. He doesn't go down, down to the 15-yard line. It's enough for another Broncos. First down. Power run to the left. Basically went to, and uh, I was going to say, just to the inside of the tackle and just plowed his way down. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Broncos. And as mentioned, the Broncos score here will go a long ways towards winning this game. Two in the backfield, direct snap to Sowers. Looked like he was going to go to the right, then changed his mind. Went back to the left. He never went down, but they're going to whistle him down at the 14. So inside the red zone, they're going to give him two. It'll be second down and eight. Lisbon is the number two overall seed in the Class A North Dakota playoffs, meaning they have home field advantage as long as they win until the final week at the Fargo Dome. Swim on that far side. Direct snap goes to under Schultz. Goes right up the middle. Got plenty of room. Gets inside the 10. Down to about the 7-yard line. And certainly looks to me that it's very close to the first down. The near side referee, though, is saying they're about 2 feet short. So third down at about 1. And now we've got a Hornet player down just tying his shoes. So the... Back judge is going to give him a break and let him get his shoes taken care of. Trips in the backfield. And the direct snap will go to Hunter Schultz. He goes to the left behind his blockers, gets inside the five-yard line, enough for another Broncos first down. Move the chains. In fact, there's no chains to move. It'll be first down and goal. 7.24 remaining here in the third quarter. And what a drive for the Broncos to open up this second half. I, they didn't have to go that far because they got the fumble recovery. They've gone 40 yards. They got the ball at the 45 of the Hornets. Now Sowers gets the direct snap, gets stood up at the 5 and continues to go down to about the 2, maybe the 1-yard line. That was all Jordan Sowers, number two, getting down to about six inches from getting into the end zone. He was hit almost immediately, flipped, put his back to the defenders, and then just started pushing and got inside the one-yard line. So second down and goal, six inches to go. Sven on the far side, three in the backfield. Direct snap to Hunter Schultz, goes to the right. He got hit in the backfield, and he's not going to get into the end zone. He may have lost the football, but the far side referee is pointing to the ground saying his knees were down, his knees were down. So they didn't lose anything. He was able to fall forward when he got hit in the backfield and was able to get back to the original line of scrimmage. 
So that'll make it third down and goal. Good luck trying to keep the Broncos out from getting six inches. Did it once, but you got to do it again unless you do a bad snap, and that's exactly what happened. Hunter Schultz had to pop on top of it. And again, we got another referee pointing to the ground saying he had the football, he was down on the ground. That is not what the Broncos wanted there. And now you got two coaches way out into the field. So it'll be fourth down and goal, and they're going to be back to the yard, well, about the two-yard line. Maybe the one-and-a-half, kind of in that area. Broncos are going to go for it, obviously. Boy, not two good plays in a row there. Both were not good. Direct snap goes to Sowers, goes to his right, gets into the end zone, basically barely got hit, and he takes it in for the score with 519 remaining here in the third quarter. So Jordan Sowers finally said enough is enough. Two-yard TD run. That makes the score 28-8. Costly turnover, costly fumble by the Hornets at their own 45. Now two-point conversion is going to be Sowers carrying the football loosely, goes to the right, and gets into the end zone. So the two-point conversion is good. And it is now 32-8. We're going to take a break. You're listening to High School Football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM, and also NewsDakota.com. We'll have the kickoff coming up to the Hornets next. When it comes to your tax and accounting, work with your everyday CPA, Nick Storhog, in Lisbon. They have the qualified and experienced staff that you're looking for, along with four preparers with many years of experience. Nick Storhog has creative and innovative solutions to all your accounting. Just call today at 683-5303. Get the most from your accounting dollars at Nick Storhog's CPA in Lisbon, located in the Subway Building on Main. Stock Growers Bank is proud to be your locally owned hometown bank and a proud supporter of the Lisbon Broncos. They have been serving the area since 1900. From a simple checking account to a home loan and everything in between, they offer it all. Stop into one of their locations, Lisbon, Foreman, Rutland, Gwinner, Napoleon, and Milner today. Best wishes to all Lisbon Bronco athletes for a safe and successful season from the staff at Stock Growers Bank. Call their Lisbon location at 683-5000. Well, the kickoff coming up momentarily, and uh, as mentioned, an impressive drive by the Lisbon Broncos, a 45-yard drive that was capped off at a two-yard touchdown run by number two, Sowers. Two-point conversion is good as well, and it's now 30-8. to eight. Kickoff comes down to the 15-yard line. It'll be returned by number 15 straight up the middle. Bursts out to about the 39-yard line. Nice return by Noyce. So the Hornets are in do-or-die time, basically. You're down by 22. Still plenty of time in this game if they were able to march down the field here. It would certainly keep them in the game, but they don't have time to give the ball back anymore to the Broncos. You still got to stop. I mean, you got to keep in mind you got to stop the Broncos, first of all. Not only do you have to worry about scoring, but then you have to stop one of the best offenses in the, in the state. Handoff goes up the middle. Mertz was a marked man that time. Three different players there for the Broncos. One of those coming through was uh, Josh Shearer. So it'll be a loss of about two. 
Second down in 12. Ball goes back. Actually, they're going to mark it all the way back to almost the 37. So close to a three-yard loss. The passing uh, offense for the Hornets has actually been pretty good today. They've got some capable receivers. They've got some uh, very capable quarterback, it seems like. He's made some pretty good throws. He's going to need to do it now. Freeze dropping back to pass, throws it into the slot, and he throws it right to Hunter Schultz, and it's a turnover, and that is going to be a nail in the coffin. Wow, he was trying to get it to the receiver, Alex Erickson, but he threw it in front of him right into the 1-2, the 12 of the Lisbon Broncos, Hunter Schultz. And the Broncos say thank you very much. So two possessions here for the Hornets in the second half, both ending on turnovers, a fumble, on their first drive of the second half, and then throw an interception, and it was a bad interception. I mean, that was right into the midsection of Schultz. Wide receiver to the right side. It will be a little bit of a reverse. Greenlee gets it on the backside, but a great defensive play cutting through there, not buying any of the nonsense, was number 56. That was DeSenko. Usually that reverse, that little mini reverse in the backfield has worked to get it to Greenlee because everybody you know, over-pursues Sowers and Schultz. They were going to the right. Greenlee coming back to the left, but Tosenko had nothing to do with it, and he took care of business and dropped the uh, running back, would be running back for about a three-yard loss. So the Hornets answer with a big defensive play, but they need more than that. Now it's Sowers running here to the near side, gets through the initial line, gets past the 50-yard line, out to about the 48 to the Hornets. Sowers was one player away from ripping that one the distance. Again, stacking nine, ten guys up the line of scrimmage, and Sowers was on that second row, just about broke free. So third down and four. Ball at the 48. They need to get to the 43 for a first down. 3.07 remaining here in the third quarter. It's 32-8, Lisbon, and now a timeout. Coach Gerding wants to talk things over. Didn't like something that he saw out there, and he immediately turned to the referee and said, we want to talk it over. So we got a break. Timeout for the Broncos. They've got the big lead. We're going to take a break of our own. We'll be back with more coming up in just a moment on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. Staying on top of your health is important for every single aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit SanfordHealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season. The Lisbon Body Shop has been the area's premier auto body shop for over 40 years. Their goal is to get you back on the road as soon as possible. Whether you need collision and auto body repair, windshield replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, U-Haul rentals, towing, restoration, or you're locked out of your vehicle, call the Lisbon Shop. Open 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday at 701-683-4462. That's the Lisbon Shop. Check out their website, LisbonBodyShop.com, and like them on Facebook. A little misdirection in the backfield. Handoff goes to Rasmussen, but he does everything he can to just, just to get back to the original line of scrimmage. He is tackled after about, actually they're going to say no gain. It'll be fourth down and still about five. They did the 
handoff, I believe it ended up going to Schultz. I'm just going to pick his number out. But then it went to Greenlee, and then it went, or at least the fake went to Greenlee, and then it went to Rasmussen, and uh, really didn't go anywhere. It was too long developing in the backfield. And the thing that we have seen for the Hornets when plays like that have happened, it's happened a few times now, that they're they're just staying at home. They're, they're, they're in the middle, clogging everything up. So they're not buying and over-pursuing to the outside. But they are getting beat to the outside. Now a high snap on a punt, fourth down. The Broncos are going to punt it, saved by Hunter. And then it takes a great bounce for the Lisbon Broncos. It bounced down to the 27, then kicks forward, and goes inside the 20-yard line and pretty much down at the 19. So from there, it'll be first down and 10 for the Hornets as they come back out into the field, trailing by 22 with 2.06 remaining here in the third quarter. I think we're getting to the point where it's probably going to be four down time here for the Hornets. Down by three touchdowns, uh, they, they need to they need to score. Two wide receivers, make it three wide receivers out, one to the left, two to the right. Freeze throws it over the middle, completion to Thorson, spins, gets the defender to drop, gets on his horse, goes down the sideline to the 40, 45, still at his feet, finally pushed out of bounds near midfield. It must be a bit slippery out there because we've seen a few players slip. And the defender, when Thorson did his 360, just went right down to the ground. So a big pickup on just a simple slant pattern. Yards after the catch puts it out to the 47-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 Hornets, and they're hurrying it up. Under two minutes to play here in the third. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Freeze in the pistol. Freeze. Hands it off. Oh, delayed. Gives it to Thorson, sweeping the back door, getting to the 50, and pushed it to bounds at about the 46-yard line. Bit of a trick play there. Faked it to Mertz at the middle, then he flung back around. Freeze spun and kind of tossed it. A little pass off to Thorson, who swept to the far side and picks up close to seven. Wide receiver here to the near side, one to the far side. Two in the backfield. Freeze goes under center. And off goes to Mertz up the middle. I don't think he got enough for the first down, but it looks like he picked up two. It'll put it to the 45. Needed to get down to the 44 to get the first down. It'll make it uh, third down and one. Clock continues to wind here. Broncos are going to say take as much time as you guys want. 30 to 8 is the score. And absolutely, the Hornets are going to need to do something with this possession. Wide receiver on the far side, two to the left, and now we get a timeout. That's a costly timeout. They mean they needed that timeout later on, but they immediately call a timeout. I don't know if they didn't like the defense or what it was, but with 109 remaining here in the third quarter, timeout on the field. It'll be third down and one when we come back. Our score is 30 to eight. 
The Lisbon Broncos with the big lead. We'll be back with more in just a moment. The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon High School athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics. I'm Alan Peterson running for North Dakota House. In 2016, a lot of people around here voted for change, but not this kind of change. I won't stand by while radical politicians tear down what my family had a part in building for generations. Common sense and empathy for others. These are our real North Dakota values. Fixing infrastructure, making property taxes fair, these shouldn't be partisan issues. Thanks for your time. Paid for by Al Peterson for House. Well, a big third down and one, and the handoff goes to Mertz, trying to go up the middle and get stuffed right at the line of scrimmage. In fact, he's going to lose about a yard. That was a big defensive play by the defensive line of the Broncos. Mertz was not able to get to the 45-yard line of the Broncos, and that makes it third down, or make it fourth down and three. So this could basically be a good portion of the game right here. If they lose this one on downs, it's going to be extremely difficult. Now a little quick pass over the left side. Looks like it is going to be complete to Thorson, and it looks like he's got well enough for the first down. It's going to be a pickup of about six, maybe seven, and that will move the chains. Seems awkward to say, but again, when you're trailing by 22 points and we're basically at the end of the third quarter, you're just not going to get that many offensive possessions with a 12-minute quarter, so you got to make hay with what you got. You're going to try and at least get one more play in here. Clock down to about 14 seconds left here in the third quarter. Freeze dropping back to pass. Erickson then, wow. Miscommunication. Erickson ran the slant over the middle, and for whatever reason, Freeze thought he was going deep, and the only person that was back there was Rasmussen. He ran after it the best that he could, but there was no receiver in that area. Just a total miscommunication. So it'll be second down and 10. The clock will stop on the incompletion. I mean, that wasn't a throwaway. I, I, I'm not sure what Freeze was looking for. You could see that the receiver was going on the slant, and he really just kind of lofted the ball up in the air like he just was going to try and put it you know, down the field and let the receiver run under it, but he didn't even go that direction. Now another throw down the sideline, and Freeze overthrows Thorson. Runs out of bounds. Three seconds left. That's another pass. At least that was in the same county as the receiver, but still well overthrown by several yards. So it'll make it third down and 10 with three ticks of the clock here in the third quarter left. Their short to intermediate routes have been there. They, I, I, I'm kind of surprised they're trying to go deep now, and they're not even close. Two wide receivers make it three wide receivers. Now to here to the near side, one to the far side. Freeze in the pistol, dropping back to pass. He's going to again loft it down the far sideline and again overthrows his receiver by five yards. It's going to fall incomplete, and that'll make it fourth down and ten. Not really sure what the all-or-nothing approach is here. Head coach is out on the field now at the end of the quarter, and 
the head coach is letting the quarterback hear about it right now. So whatever is going on there, something in the communication department is not clicking. 30-8 to eight is your score at the end of the third quarter. We'll put it the final 12 minutes of the ball game, we think, up on the score clock here. It's 30-8. to eight. The Lisbon Broncos with the lead. They have never trailed in this game, scoring for the first time just 14 seconds into the game. Again, 30-8 to eight is the score. We'll take a break, and we'll have the fourth quarter coming up next. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up your equipment now for a winter service inspection. Whether it's your combine, tractor, sprayer, or planter, we can inspect your piece of equipment and have it ready for next season. Stop in today to find out more about multi-unit discounts, bulk oil promo, and parts discounts if you sign up now for an inspection. Also, our filter sale is going on the month of November. Stock up now. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. All right, I'm going to get our full minute break here. The teams are already back out onto the field for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it was the heat or whatever that uh, Coach Brett Doctor put on his uh, team, but the Hornets are right back out there. They want to go for this fourth down and 10. And the ball at the 37. Freeze throws it over the middle. Wide open receiver is going to be the tight end. He forges ahead and gets enough for the first down. Falls ahead for about a 14-yard gain. Keaton Keller was open, caught it. I was kind of afraid because he was still holding that football out in front of him, and somebody could have easily came in there and just punched it out. But he was able to fall to the ground forward and got the first down. So big fourth down conversion, and the Hornets' drive continues, and that makes you know three bombs in a row. And then you come out and make a smart pass and get 14 yards. So the drive continues for the Hornets. 11.37 remaining here in the ballgame. Thorson now gets the handoff. He'll go to the right for about a three, four-yard gain. It's okay to pick up some smaller chunks here, but if you're going to do two, three, four yards at a time, that's going to fall right into the hands of the Broncos. Broncos, if memory serves me right, and again, they only played six games this year with a 6-0 and perfect mark. Second season in a row that they finished the regular season undefeated, but... Broncos have given up more than one touchdown in a game. So Wells would accomplish, RV Wells County would accomplish something here if they did that. Now Freeze looking over at the sideline. Players are lined up, three wide receivers to the right. Handoff will go to Mertz and gets a shove in the back from his quarterback to give him a head start, and it'll be a gain just of one. And this gets back to what I was saying. This is all fine and dandy, but if you're only going to get a yard or two per carry, the clock will continue to wind, and the Broncos will say thank you very much. Eat as much time up as you want. Third down in about seven. Not saying you have to bomb it every time, but picking up six, seven, 10, 12 yards are good. Freeze, throws it over the middle, complete, wide open. Thorson catches it inside the 15, down to the 14, and that is another first down for the Hornets. This is That's the kind of passing game I'm just surprised that uh, you know the Hornets have not done more of. Wide receiver to the right, and one here to the near side, two in the backfield. Different running back in the backfield right now. We'll check that in a moment. Freeze throws a fade to the far side. Erickson goes up, grabs it, and hangs on for the touchdown. Just the fade route, 14-yard touchdown pass to the far side. 14, 
So 14-yard TD pass to Erickson, number 11. And we'll see what the two-point conversion is going to be here. 9.52 remaining in the game, so it's back within two scores. 30 to 14. They'll go for two, and they really kind of stretched out the defense here. You got three wide receivers, but they're well spaced on the right side. One here to the near side. Freeze rolls to his right, throws towards the end zone, and gets the two point conversion to Thorson. It was absolutely wide open. And it's now 30 to 16. So the Hornets with the touchdown, 9.52 remaining here in the game, have at least got the window open for them to get back into this game. We're going to take a break. We'll have the kickoff coming up to the Broncos, still with a two-touchdown lead. We'll be back with more of our broadcast, playoff football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Voters in rural North Dakota value working family farms, affordable health care, quality education for our kids, and a growing economy. That's why North Dakota Rural Voters endorses Jim Dodsonrod for State Senate and John Hokanah and Alan Peterson for State House of Representatives. They have what it takes to fight for us in Bismarck. Join rural North Dakotans in voting for Jim Dodsonrod, John Hokanah, and Alan Peterson for the North Dakota Legislature. Paid for by North Dakota Rural Voters. Carol Larson, Treasurer. How is it that North Dakota insurance agents can answer all of your questions? When you focus on North Dakota, you know more. We don't have to respond to hurricanes in Florida, which makes it easier to respond to hailstorms and fender benders in Lisbon. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent here in Lisbon, which means the answers that give you peace of mind are right in front of you. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me at 701-683-4802 and get the answers to your insurance questions today. Well, the onside kick was employed, and I tell you what, number 52 of the Broncos just saved the day because the ball was tipped by one of the Broncos' frontline players, and it was available to be had. But Jaden Schmidt in the second row saw it, and he was able to jump on top of it before the Hornets could get there. So maybe caught the Broncos a little off guard. The onside kick was executed about as good as you can get it, but Schmidt denied them. Now the direct snap is going to go to Hunter Schultz. Big hole up the middle, and he may go all the way right away. Gets caught from the backside by Thorson, who tried to punch it up, but a big gain down to the 25-yard line of the Hornets. And then it looked like uh, Schultz was grabbing his ankle for a moment, but he gets up, pops up just fine. Again, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You put nine in the box, and they get through that, you're going to pay for it. And that's exactly what happened, a big gain of 25-plus yards in the very first play, plus the onside kick when it doesn't work, you give the Broncos the ball at the 45. So here we go. Broncos may answer that hard-fought-for touchdown by the Hornets in about 30 seconds. We'll see. Direct snap will go to Sowers this time, running to the right. Bounces off a couple of tacklers and gets down to the 14, make it the 15-yard line. Very close to first down yardage again. Desenko with the tackle. You're going to say it's second down and one, so a nine-yard gain there by Sowers following up the 25-plus yard run by Schultz. Clock continues to wind, 8.54 remaining here in our game. It's 30-16. to 
Two in the backfield. Sven here to the near side. Track snap to Hunter Schultz. Goes up the middle and gets inside the 10 down to the 9. Make it the 8. Tackle by Almaris, who's hanging on for his life. Gets to ride in the back of Hunter Schultz for about 4 or 5 yards. That'll be enough for the Broncos to move the chains as well. First down, the ball is at, let's just say, the 10. Back nose of the football looks like it's pretty much touching the 10-yard line. So it'll make it first down and goal. And the Broncos are going to keep winding that clock as much as possible. Down to 8.20 remaining here in the game. Wide receiver here to the near side, trips in the backfield. Track snap to Hunter Schultz. Again, going to the right, gets inside the 10, down to the 6. And they'll continue to just let that clock wind. Looks like they're going to put the ball. Looks like it's down at about the 7. Then he got further than that. So a second down and goal from... I'm just going to say the seven. Svem here in the near side again. Trips in the backfield. I'm guessing left. I think they're going to go to the left. We'll see. It'll be Hunter Schultz going to the left, following the blockers. Gets down to maybe the five. It looks like the ball is going to be just short of the five-yard line. And we'll say it again, uh, even though the... Scoreboard now has it a two-touchdown lead for the Broncos. The clock is still becoming more and more of a friend for the Broncos as they're eating time off that clock. Third down and five. Third down and goal, I should say, at the five. And you know the Broncos are going to go for it on fourth down anyway, so we'll see what happens here. Direct snap goes to Sowers, going to the left, and cuts it right back up the middle and in for the score. Jordan Sowers with another touchdown. And that's pretty much the nail in the coffin. 36 to 16. Touchdown coming with 648 remaining here in the fourth. To get all the information down here real quick. 36 to 16. Broncos are going to line up for the two-point conversion back to a 20-point lead with 648 remaining. Again, uh, two in the backfield. It'll be Sowers taking the direct snaps, sweeping to the left. Not sure. Oh, he cuts it back up and gets in. Looked like they had him sniffed out. They're going to get him in the far corner, and he stopped short, planted his foot, and went back the other way and gets in for the two-point conversion. And it's now Lisbon 38 and the Wells County Harvey Hornets 16. We're going to take a break. We'll have the kickoff coming up to the Hornets in just a moment on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and also NewsDakota.com. Believe. Believe in this place, in these people. Believe in your own resilience. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, Believe that you can do this and that you don't have to do it alone. Believe in doctors who listen and nurses who care. Believe that your best hope is right here. The Essential Health Cancer Center. Care like nowhere else. 
let's talk about my good friends at Riverside Building Center in Lisbon, the Tri-State's premier manufacturer of pre-built one-piece movable homes. Riverside Building Center takes the hassle out of home building. You work with one building expert from start to finish. They have lots of unique floor plans to choose from, or you can custom design your own plan with the help of their drafting department. Stop in today or visit rbclisbon.com, where you will find everything from a hammer to a home. Riverside Building Center, Southeast North Dakota's building supply. Well, the kickoff upcoming, it's going to be a short squib kick. It's going to go near the sideline and go out of bounds. Not exactly what Hunter was hoping for. There was a scrum for it, and it came very close to the Broncos' Rasmussen grabbing it before it went out of bounds. It basically, in a, I'm not going to say they were trying to do an onside kick, but it was almost that way. Also there was number one, Almaris, who was just watching it. He didn't want to take a chance. He thought it was going to go out of bounds, but uh, man, either way, it's going to be a penalty flag. Procedure call, the Hornets are going to have the ball in good field position. So where are we going to put it? Looks like they are going to mark it off, and they will give the ball to the Hornets at the 43-yard line. So great field position. Still a fan, and I think in that circumstance, just kick it off deep. Make them go 75 yards. We know that Hunter's got the leg. Not much of a win today either that I can tell. So first down and 10 for the Hornets. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Freeze will throw it out into the flat. It is going to be complete to Thorson. Makes the catch at the 47. Goes out of bounds at the 48 or 49 of, well, they're just going to say right at midfield. I think he got further than that. But they're going to put the ball. And now they're going to go in the other. No way. Seriously, they're putting the front edge of the ball at the 50. He got past the 50. But second down in about three. He was able to run out of bounds, though. Clock stops, 640 remaining. Not a big fan of the spot, even though it's uh, for the other team. Wide receiver here to the near side, trips to the far side. Little wide receiver screen set up, double pass. No, Thorson thought about it, then gets hit down at the original line of scrimmage at the 50. Thorson took the wide receiver screen pass at the 47. It was back. Again, a lateral. It has to be for him to pass the football. He looked. He cocked the arm, but his receiver was covered. Nobody bought it. So then he tried to take off, but a little too late. Did not get any positive yardage. It'll make it third down and three. Wide receiver here to the near side. Wide receivers on the far side. Ball in the right hash. Freeze under center. Dropping back to pass. Now he's going to take off himself, and he's going to get enough for the first down. Easily gets inside the 45. We'll put it down to the 44, and that will be a first down for the Hornets. Clock continues to roll down to 547 in a check. Of our hefty seed scoreboard here, it is the Lisbon Broncos 38 and the visitors, the Hornets 16. Kind of matching what we've seen. The, the Hornets were able to put up some points against Langdon area too. A very good football team. Pass over to the far side is going to net almost nothing. Trying to do some short passes. The pass was completed in number 29, Fike, but uh, really for nothing. Passes complete to Jackson Fike. 
So it'll make it second down and nine, gain of almost one. They're going to need to eat up some more chunks of yardage than that. Three wide receivers here to the near side. Pistol formation for Freeze. Freeze dropping back to pass, throws it over the middle. Thorson wide open, catches it at the 30, continues to run inside the 30, down to about the 27. Thorson has been open a lot in this game, coming with some zone defense, and he's been finding the gaps. But the Hornets have only been able to take advantage of it once. They got one touchdown from him. And a couple of times when he lined up in the slot, he ended up being wide open. One of those they finally got for a touchdown. Freeze dropping back to pass, throws the screen over to the far side, and it's going to be complete, but only a gain of about a yard or two to Mertz. Broncos fell for that one earlier, did not fall for it the second time. It's only going to be a gain of about a half a yard, and the difference between the two, the last time they ran it was really successful, was a middle screen. That one was more a screen to the right side. Second down and 10 trips to the left. One to the right. Dropping back to pass. Freeze throws it far down the sideline. Beautiful pass to Erickson, but he can't clamp his hands around it. Falls out of bounds. And it was uh, sweet on the coverage, I believe. Double check that. 24 Caden Sweet with a coverage. They haven't called Caden's name a lot today. He's been out there. Third down and 10. Again, these fades, bombs, stuff, they just really haven't worked that great. Slants and uh, flat patterns have been there all day, or most of the day. Now throw it over the middle. That was telegraphed. Rasmussen almost picked it off, trying to get it to Thorson, and it gets knocked away, falls to the ground. It'll make it fourth down and 10. I should qualify when I say all day. It makes it sound like they've been marching up and down the field. That isn't the case, but they've had... A fair portion of success over the middle and passing to Thorson and also their tight end. But then they kind of drop away from it for a while. Defense may be dictating that a little bit. Clock continues. Well, actually stopped at the moment in the incomplete pass. Dropping back to pass, throw on the far sideline. Erickson with the catch. And then falls out of bounds. That's going to be a pickup of 12, and it will be a Hornets first down. So Erickson helps out with the big gain. Ball will be spotted at about the 14-yard line. So the Hornets can get one more first down. But if they don't hurry up this drive a little bit, it might be their last drive. Two in the backfield. Three to the left. Wide receivers, one to the right. Little fake reverse, and they'll give it to Thorson. Thorson throws it back over the middle, and it gets knocked away. Svem stepping in front of the intended receiver, who was number 29. That's Fike, who was in the end zone waiting for it. Fike was open, but it was underthrown, and it was thrown more on a line if he'd have hung it up and deep. Fike could, you know, could have came back or at least dropped back for it. But in that particular throw, the defense is able just to kind of close the gap between the quarterback and the receiver. Second down and 10. Ball continues at the 14-yard line. Wide receiver going to be Fike here to the near side, couple to the far side. 
Now a fade to the far side is going to be completed to the tight end, and it's going to be a touchdown. Keaton Keller, the ninth grader, the six foot two tight end and wide receiver. Boy, he has played a pretty darn nice game here today. That is going to be a 15-yard touchdown pass. And this will be the most points the Broncos have given up all year. 15-401 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And they'll try for the two-point conversion. That closes it to 38-22. to Pistol formation. Rolling out here to the near side is going to be the quarterback. Throws it over the middle and completes it to a sliding Thorson. And the two is up on the board. So that now makes the score 38-24, to a 14-point lead. But only four minutes and one second remaining. Will the Broncos hang on? They get the football coming up next. I'm quite sure an onside kick is also looming. You're listening to High School Football tonight and this afternoon on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Plains Grain and Agronomy is your local full-service agricultural center and premier precision planting dealer, providing grain merchandising, feed products for healthy livestock, and agronomy services, including seed, chemical, and fertilizer delivery. Plains Grain and Agronomy utilizes the latest in custom application equipment and technology, and their trained agronomists are always on hand to help you with your farm operation. For all of your farm needs, count on Plains Grain and Agronomy with locations in Enderlin, Lisbon, Marion, Mott and Sheldon to serve you. Visit plainsgrain.com. When you need answers, knowing where to turn is important. When it comes to insurance, the answer is right here in front of you. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent in Lisbon. I'll be there for you when you have an insurance question or if you need help filing a claim. You can rely on me to protect what matters most. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me today at 701-683-4802 for the answers you need today or for a free no-obligation quote. Well, another onside kick put down by... The Hornets and uh, receiving the football, I should not laugh, but uh, it's probably not the way you want to field a uh, onside kick. Avery Dick, uh, he's a tall, wide receiver, tight end, plays some linebackers while well, he's six foot three, and the ball jumped up really high, and he reached up about, I don't know, probably head level, maybe a little bit above it. He literally, instead of trying to grab it, he swatted at the ball to go down and was like, do not swat the ball. But fortunately, he swatted it to himself, and he was able to just fall down on top of the ball. A little bit of a break there for the Broncos. Now the pressure is coming up the middle. Blitz by Erickson, and they get Hunter Schultz in the backfield. It's going to be a loss of about five yards. And we have a timeout taken on the field. Well, I know the Hornets don't have much for timeouts left. So a timeout is going to be taken. Anybody know how many timeouts they have left? They've already used one. I thought maybe two here in the second half, but I know they used one for sure. So not sure of the availability of the timeouts. I believe maybe the signaling that that's the third timeout. So the clock will stop with 3.51 remaining here. Second down and 10 ball at the 35. And we're going to take... Uh, a break here. We'll be back with the next play coming up in just a moment. 
For over 40 years, Welton's Tire Service has provided Lisbon and the surrounding areas with tire sales and service, as well as preventative vehicle maintenance at an affordable cost. They continue that tradition today, whether it's shocks and struts, tire sales and repair, or on-the-farm services. Welton Tire is your friendly neighborhood vehicle and tire expert. And let's face it, you either have Goodyear tires or you need them for your car or farm equipment. Call Welton Tire today at 683-5136 or visit them on the web at weltonstire.net. Well, second down at 15. It's going to be a sweep run here to the near side, and Sowers gets the corner at the 40, up to the 45, to the 50, and finally pushed it abounds at the 50-yard line. It's not enough for the first down, but it definitely makes up for the sack just a moment ago, and it'll make it third down and two. Big run by Sowers in a much more manageable situation here for the Broncos. 346, the clock stops, though. The only bad thing in that thing is we ran out of bounds at the end of that. You want to keep the clock running if you're the Broncos. Sowers goes up the middle, gets hit right at the line of scrimmage, still fighting, will not get the first down. He'll be about a yard and a half short. And and the Hornets are going to take another timeout here. That'll make it fourth down and two, so... Decision time here for the Broncos. Are they going to punt the football back? Or are they going to get the first down and pretty much end the ball game? Broncos still have a two-touchdown lead. It would be quite a miracle for the Hornets to score 14 points in three and a half minutes. And they don't currently have the football, but they may get it. Right now we've got a fourth down and two. Timeout on the field for the Hornets. We'll see. uh, I haven't seen Coach Gurney in a lot in this position. And I think the only reason why there's a decision here is because the ball is at midfield. If it's at the 40, 30, whatever for the Hornets, he's going for it. But uh, looks to me like he is not putting the punting unit out there. He's going to go for it. Got confidence in his kids. So they'll line up, fourth down and two, quick snap. Hunter make that sour as gets it straight ahead. He's got the first down plus more. Down to the 45, it's a pickup of five. And the Broncos have essentially put the nail, the final one in the coffin here. I thought they had done it a bit earlier, but uh, the Hornets were able to get a little touchdown just a few moments ago. And we'll see, I don't believe that uh, they've got any more timeouts. I think the Hornets are done with timeouts. If they got one, it's one. But I thought for sure they took one earlier in the second half. So 310 remaining here in the game. It's 38 to 24. Wide receiver here to the near side. Three in the backfield. Direct snap goes to Hunter Schultz. And Schultz plows ahead for a gain of seven. He'll get past the 40-yard line down to the 39. And I think what you'll see is probably some bigger runs here because I think one of the things that the Hornets are going to try and do is they're going to have to try and uh, steal the football, kind of keep hacking in it. They'll probably keep a runner up, give them some extra yards, but they're going to continue to wrap and uh, kind of rip at that football and try and punch it out if they can. Second down at about five. 2.21 remaining in the game. Broncos inside the 40-yard line of the Hornets. Sowers running to the left. There he goes down to the 30, 
close to the 30, I'm sorry. Looked like he was going to get a bigger run, but then somebody reached an arm out and tripped him up. You don't usually see that with Jordan. But that is going to be enough for a Broncos first down. I think that is going to be the end of it. The four and four, Harvey Wells County Hornets gave a pretty good fight to the Broncos. Nobody has put up a fight like this against the Broncos all year. But the Broncos, who have been out for a couple of weeks, basically have shaken off the rust and are going to advance into the next round. Now run to the left by Schultz. He's going to get dropped down in the backfield. Mertz, one of those coming through. But we're down to 90 seconds remaining and no timeouts left. Realistically, I think they could kneel on the ball if they wanted to. 25 seconds left in the play clock, so you're going to take it under one minute on the next snap of the football. 38 to 24. Unless something crazy happens here. I would suspect it's either going to be just a short run or a kneel. I'm going to continue to run. Sowers carrying it here to the near side, turns the corner, but just protects the football, falls down to the ground after taking an extra few seconds off. It'll be no gain in the play, and that'll make it uh, third down and 13. Thank you, by the way. 36 seconds left. The Broncos. Getting a big win at home. They'll run their overall mark to 7-0. They faced a lot of challenges in the last couple of weeks. And now the victory formation is on the field. Ten seconds left in the play clock. They're going to have to snap it with about seven seconds left. They do it early. Hunter Schultz takes a knee. Ten seconds remaining. The congratulations already starting to happen out on the field. Players that are out on the field are hugging and shaking hands with each other. I don't know if that's the COVID-19 protocol or not, but uh, both teams are now kind of meandering towards their respective hash marks. They're tipping the caps towards each other, and that is going to do it for the ball game. So the Lisbon Broncos get win number one in the 2020 playoffs. We'll get to the Essentia Health postgame show coming up next on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and also NewsDakota.com. Wallach Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance. Crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck. You've been on the farm your whole life. You've packed countless sack lunches over the years, preparing for the day ahead. Hard to imagine this day would come. Yeah, there's still the same fields, the same roads, the same hard work, but soon it'll be time for someone new to carry on the legacy. The question is, are you prepared? No matter what the future holds, Ag Country is here to help you plan ahead. 
Those who have never experienced an abusive relationship often wonder, why can't you just leave? It's difficult to understand their complications and reasons, but your support can mean the world to them. The Abuse Resource Network of Ransom and Sargent County can help you support your loved one and offer services to those suffering abuse with counseling, housing and or financial assistance, or simply a confidential ear. These are just a few of the free services they offer. If you or someone you know is being abused, contact the Abuse Resource Network of Ransom and Sargent County today. Dr. Ryan Dahl's Dental Office in Lisbon offers comprehensive dentistry for the entire family. Whether your dental needs are routine, such as cleanings, or not so routine like crowns, bridges, implants, or dentures, you can count on Dr. Ryan Dahl and his knowledgeable staff to make your dental visit a pleasant one in their friendly, comfortable environment. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. for all of your dental needs. Call Ryan Dahl's Dental Office in Lisbon today, 701-683-4455. Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic Clinic and Dr. Jody Sandness-Rigger is here for all of your chiropractic needs, serving infants all the way through adulthood. When it comes to back pain, neck and shoulder pain, headaches and injuries, trust Dr. Jody Sandness-Rigger. Hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. For more information and to schedule your appointment, call Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic and Dr. Jody Sandness-Rigger today at 683-5337. That's 701-683-5337. When you need answers, knowing where to turn is important. When it comes to insurance, the answer is right here in front of you. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent in Lisbon. I'll be there for you when you have an insurance question or if you need help filing a claim. You can rely on me to protect what matters most. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me today at 701-683-4802 for the answers you need today or for a free no-obligation quote. This is a story we all share, of a place rooted in tradition and rich with opportunity, of people driven by compassion and vision. At Essentia Health, we're proud to play our role in this story, facing our toughest challenges head on, believing that together we can build something better and take care of each other. Because this place, these people are like nowhere else. Essentia Health is where you belong. Schedule an appointment at EssentiaHealth.org. Stock Growers Bank is proud to be your locally owned hometown bank and a proud supporter of the Lisbon Broncos. They have been serving the area since 1900. From a simple checking account to a home loan and everything in between, they offer it all. Stop into one of their locations, Lisbon, Foreman, Rutland, Gwinner, Napoleon, and Milner today. Best wishes to all Lisbon Bronco athletes for a safe and successful season from the staff at Stock Growers Bank. Call their Lisbon location at 683-5000. Well, it is time now for our Essentia postgame show. The victory goes to the Lisbon Broncos. Not uh, a shock here, but I guess the one thing that may be a little bit of a surprise is Harvey Wells County. I I think they played pretty darn well. If they wouldn't have made some uh, mistakes, I'm I'm not going to say they're going to win the game, but they made some mistakes early, early into this game that uh, really kind of – kind of set the tempo and uh, gave the uh, Broncos a jump start. In fact, the Broncos scored on a 62-yard run, the very first play of the game. It just looked like uh, Wells County. Harvey came out a bit flat, but then in the second quarter they made adjustments. They started moving the football, unfortunately for them, as they were not able to complete some drives. So let's take a recap. And again, we want to thank the uh, folks from Essentia Health for bringing you and sponsoring our post-game show here on Thunder Country 106.1 FM and also NewsDakota.com. 
So the Broncos, as mentioned, scored 16 seconds into the game at a 62-yard touchdown run by Hunter Schultz. And uh, just a sweep to the right side, went all the way down the sideline and uh, got a two-point conversion from Jordan Sowers. That made the score 8-zip. And uh, then kind of things leveled out a little bit. Uh, the Broncos actually fumbled the ball a couple of times in the next two drives. One they lost, one they kept, but just kind of stalled a drive. The Broncos uh, were able and finally got another touchdown, but that one didn't cut them until basically a quarter later on an 85-yard touchdown run. It was basically a stop of a drive. A fourth down conversion didn't work for the Hornets. And with 9.43 remaining in the second, an 85-yard touchdown run by Jordan Sowers. We've seen that a few times this year. Not 85 yards, but 67 yards for sure. That made it 14 to nothing. The two-point conversion was good, and Lisbon was well on its way, but Hornets said not so fast. They were finally able to get their offense going all the way into the end zone. They got a 26-yard uh, TD reception to number three, Thorson, and got the two-point conversion to their tight end, number 82, and that made it 14-8. to the Broncos, though, answered on their next drive. Nine in the box was kind of the motto here for the Hornets' defense today. So what that meant is as soon as the Broncos, one of their runners, one of their two, three runners, if they could get by that first five yards, they're going to go. And that's what happened. Hunter Schultz scored from 25 yards out with 2.10 remaining in the first half. And the two-point conversion uh, was good in that particular play. I believe it was Sowers with the two-point conversion there. That made it 22-8. to eight. Broncos got the first touchdown of the second half after a fumble at the 45-yard line in their own side of the field by the Hornets. Hornets kind of shot themselves in the foot. First two drives, fumble and an interception, and uh, that really kind of just put them at the disadvantage for the rest of the game. But the Broncos capitalized, got a two-yard TD run from Jordan Sowers, two-point conversion Sowers again, and that stretched the lead to 30-8. to And at that point, the defense was on the Broncos just trying to eat the clock up as much as possible. The Hornets did not quit. Uh, they were able to get the next touchdown coming with 9.52 remaining in the fourth. They got a 14-yard touchdown pass, beautiful fade pass along the sideline on the right side to number 11, Erickson. Two-point conversion was good to Thorson. That made it 30-16. But the Broncos came right back and got the next touchdown. 6.48 remaining in the fourth quarter. Five-yard TD run by Sowers. Two-point conversion, Sowers. That made it 38-16. And then the final score, the most points the Broncos have given up. The uh, Hornets went down 4-1, remaining to the fourth. 15-yard TD pass to number 82, the tight end. And we'll look at his number here real quick because he did have a pretty nice game today. The ninth grader, six foot two tight end wide receiver Keaton Keller, made a great catch in the end zone. Two-point conversion was good, and that gets us to our final score of 38-24. We'll come back to wrap things up for the victorious Lisbon Broncos. We'll try to find out what's up next for them. We do know who the possible opponents are. We'll see if we can find a final score as the postgame continues on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Dr. Ryan Dahl's dental office in Lisbon offers comprehensive dentistry for the entire family. Whether your dental needs are routine, such as cleanings, or not so routine like crowns, bridges, implants, or dentures, you can count on Dr. Ryan Dahl and his knowledgeable staff to make your dental visit a pleasant one in their friendly, comfortable environment. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. for all of your dental needs. Call Ryan Dahl's Dental Office in Lisbon today, 701-683-4455. 
Those who have never experienced an abusive relationship often wonder, why can't you just leave? It's difficult to understand their complications and reasons, but your support can mean the world to them. The Abuse Resource Network of Ransom and Sargent County can help you support your loved one and offer services to those suffering abuse with counseling, housing and or financial assistance, or simply a confidential ear. These are just a few of the free services they offer. If you or someone you know is being abused, contact the Abuse Resource Network of Ransom and Sargent County today. Stock Growers Bank is proud to be your locally owned hometown bank and a proud supporter of the Lisbon Broncos. They have been serving the area since 1900. From a simple checking account to a home loan and everything in between, they offer it all. Stop into one of their locations, Lisbon, Foreman, Rutland, Gwinner, Napoleon, and Milner today. Best wishes to all Lisbon Bronco athletes for a safe and successful season from the staff at Stock Growers Bank. Call their Lisbon location at 683-5000. Are your soybeans salt includers? At Hefty Seed Company, we have excluders. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty. If you're considering Enlist soybeans, here's another reason to go for it. The chloride excluder gene. When regular soybeans take in chloride, it moves right to the newest growth at the top of the plant. We've all seen it. It causes yellowing, stunting, and reduced yields. Excluders contain a gene that contains the chloride in the roots, resulting in better performance. The excluders in our Enlist lineup are great, but supplies are limited and we expect to sell out fast. Contact your local Hefty agronomist today. Helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up your equipment now for a winter service inspection. Whether it's your combine, tractor, sprayer, or planter, we can inspect your piece of equipment and have it ready for next season. Stop in today to find out more about multi-unit discounts, bulk oil promo, and parts discounts if you sign up now for an inspection. Also, our filter sale is going on the month of November. Stock up now. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. I'm Andrew Delabar, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of the Lisbon Broncos on Thunder Country. Call 701-742-3552 or stop by my office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Well, that is going to uh, do it for our coverage today. Again, the Essentia postgame show, Essentia Health, going to be wrapping up here in just a moment. We were trying to uh, get word, and last I had heard, the uh, the game was tied between Sargent uh, County and uh, Grafton. I have not heard a final on that as of yet, but the winner of that game would be the next opponent for the Lisbon Broncos. So that uh, is going to do it for our coverage uh, this afternoon. We appreciate uh, all the sponsors. It was an interesting game, and uh, for a lot of folks, I think they were quite interested to see how the Broncos would respond for basically a team that was not able to practice or play together for about a week and a half. Their team was under quarantine, and they did not even have their uh, full team all together until Friday. Friday was the First day that they actually had uh, their entire team uh, together, uh, we did have minus one there, but that was not for health reasons. But as soon as we get a score, we'll uh, put it up on Facebook, and you can also check the scores at newsdakota.com to find out the latest there. So that's going to do it for our coverage, and uh, we're going to wrap things up. Your final score one more time. It is the Lisbon Broncos 38 and the uh, Harvey Wells County Hornets 24. You've been listening to North Dakota High School Playoff Football featuring the Lisbon Broncos on Thunder 106.1.
And it's brought to you by REMAX Advantage, North Dakota Rural Voters, District 26 Democrats, John O'Kenna, Jim Dotsonrod, Alan Peterson, Edward Jones Oaks, Economy Propane Oaks, Dickey Rural Networks, Nick Storhog CPA, Stock Growers Bank Lisbon, Sanford Health, Lisbon Body Shop, Lisbon Football brought to you by Olson Accounting, Bronco Athletic Boosters, Bank North, Essentia Health, Hefty Seed, RDO Equipment, Extreme Clean Car Wash, Riverside Building Center, Plains Grain and Agronomy of Lisbon, Enderlin, Marion, Sheldon, and Mott, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Walt Johnson, your agent, Welton Tire Service, Crossroads Electric, Lisbon Football brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Abuse Resource Network, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Dr. Ryan Dahl Dentistry, Cheyenne Valley Chiropractic and Dr. Jody Sadness-Rager.